0: Coming from the wreck store With this back in the Mac in the backflow Let's go, chillin with raccoons by the back door Take calls so you can stake more All I wanna do is make it alright But I found this crew and doing alright We wreck, will bitch, ready to fight So many raccoons ready for the boss life back from the
1: stash app. Black will take a lead in this Ooh, the rack, rack from the back, back. Morning, Today is Friday, the 24th of November, 2023. And this is your favorite weekly five-day a weekly show. I'm gonna toss it over the robo and y'all can listen to this old dumb cunt fumble
2: with his audio like a fucking boomer. You'll have a good show.
3: Oh, fuck, dude, I've lost me sound. Holy fuck, I can't even hear you. That's mad, isn't it? Can't hear now? Can you hear? Oh, mate, do you know why? Because it, when it reconnected, it was back on the Bluetooth. How mad is that? Fucking crazy Twitter spaces sometimes. I can hear you now, son.
4: Oh, good. Yeah, okay. I'll just head inside
3: in one moment. Bro, it's fucking... That was a real rogue. Sometimes this just randomly happens, but there has been quite a few rogues with uh, Twitter. Uh, over the last, like, fucking 36, 48 hours, there's been ever loads of fucking complaints in spaces, bro. Pretty bad. What is is Kyle speaking? No, I am, now. Oh, your mic was moving. Your mic was moving. Holy fuck, dude. I was talking about Dublin earlier. I mean, it's only a joke title, but... What have Adam and Dublin got in common? They're both on fucking flames right now, right? Hey, Brucey, I sent you an invite, son, yeah? Fucking, that was mad, man. I know the Irish are mad, but fucking, it doesn't take much, does it?
4: What well, was it about? Or is it was about some kids got stabbed or an, or an
3: Algerian, aye. An Algerian stabbed five people, uh, including three kids. Aye. I mean, it sounds like it's been the mother and the father. They didn't confirm it, but it sounds like it. But he's also been done for this before. Yeah, you're in, Bruce. He's also been done for this before.
2: uh,
3: Back in Algeria, yeah? So, I mean, fucking... Look, I've been saying this for how long? Europe is an absolute fucking tinderbox. One match is all it takes, and we are but nine miles from anarchy. People fucking forget. Like... Once there's rioting and shit, right? People didn't understand in these cities when there's like the destruction and devastation that I saw in uh, Dublin this morning. Trucks can't get into the fucking city to be able to service the shops to replenish the shelves. You're right. People didn't realise like in the middle of night when people sleep, these big cities just come alive with fucking food distribution and you know consumptive good uh, distribution, etc. Like, I'm telling you, it doesn't take fucking much. Three or four days of fucking rioting in a city, and you start to fucking see like stores closing, shit running short, blah blah blah, and it's not a good situation. And, and the fucking I've said this before, the Irish are mental man, but I, I can see this being replicated definitely in France, definitely in uh, Germany, Germany for sure, because they have got quite a like, quite a lot. I got what they call them again? Is it uh, what's the name again? They're like, then we can call them like white far right or whatever. I mean, we have to get away from these terms and be a little bit more specific because anybody who disagrees with a progressive left is labeled as being far right, you know. So, I hate using the term like that, but like some of these fellas in Germany, I'm going to be honest, these proper gangs, I forgot the name of the fuckers again, I'll get in a minute. They're like proper neo Nazis, you know. The, the, the mental, these come will so fucking cause hell on. All it's going to take is a false flag, something like that, blah, blah, blah. You didn't even know this could have been a false flag in Ireland. This kid could have been, you know, one of the brainwashed, one of the patsies, and he could have just been fucking totally got on a rampage. I mean, it's, it, the people have been talking about the globalist agenda and Europe and bringing it to its knees, blah, 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 for a long, long, long time, and they've just facilitated it so fucking much, man. Every day I put on Twitter, every day I see boats, boats of fucking Arab and African migrants, right, going over. And you know what? There's no women and children on these boats. They're all fucking young fucking men. Like, yeah, we made it there. We're on the way. And they arrive in England and shit on these boats, right? These inflatable fucking dinghies are just getting put up in hotels. That's what you saw if you saw the Dublin thing last night. They set fire to the uh, lobby of a migrant hotel when they were all in the hotel. The broke-in set fire to the thing. It's going to get a lot worse. Like, I've been saying this for fucking ages. I could tell it was a tinderbox back in the early 2000s, man. Right? After 9-11, the invasion, the protests. Like, what do you think it's like now? What about those kids, right? Whose parents were taking them out in the protests when they were only like, young six seven eight years old and we saw them on the protests against the iraq one blah 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 all these kids man that they, they, they've just grew up in the fucking following in exactly the same footsteps but it's not
4: it has not got a good end in this like the refugees no that's a good point though because imagine growing up in these societies you know i come like I'm, I'm privileged to grow to have had the most incredible childhood in a farming community in but fuck, nowhere in new zealand you know, I, I, I imagine, you know, you're talking overnight in Dublin. Imagine going seven weeks without fucking supplies of food and water into a community of a couple of million people. Imagine the chaos there. Bro, you know, I'm not being funny, but the radicalising
3: kids overnight here. Because imagine all of these kids, right, in, in Gaza and that all that's lost parents. You're telling me they're going to grow up to be nice, normal,
4: chilled, like, sensible, rational people? No, well, I remember, I remember at, the, at the very beginning you asked the question on what side of the fence I, I would sit, and it was really about perspective. But, yeah, you're dead right. There's no way you can you can hope to force change by creating so much. There's a young lady that was on the TV tonight from... From Pal- during the day, they'd interviewed her over a Zoom call or whatever it was. And She was a young, attractive young lady, maybe in her early 20s. She'd recently started um, a, a, a medical degree prior to this all kicking off. <clears throat> and the comment that really struck was the fact that the whole family, she says, we all sleep in the same room because we figure that if we're going to get killed, None of us want to be left to, behind to mourn the others. I mean, this is 2023, for fuck's sake. This is this is the society that we live in. But that that comment really st- struck a chord. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I could see my daughter. You know, saying that sort of stuff. She's about that age, and just to think that that's their experience of existing—it's pretty horrific. Do you know what, brother? I'm not shitting you you know like when
3: we were kids in that though like there were no go areas right in in even my city in that sutherland but in the uk though and they used to be nicknamed like be- beirut and fucking gaza and that you know like riot was always known as fucking gaza when i was growing up uh ending like hendon with a hsl like one of the roughest areas in Sunderland at the docks Fucking was always like fucking known as fucking beirut like we just grew up like I don't know, when I was grown up, I'm not going to lie to you, dude, I must be a bit immune all oh, this, is what's going on right now, because when I was growing up, like, there was fucking just violence everywhere all the time. Like, I just grew up in a violent fucking world, like, that particular era, that
2: time. I don't know, when we were you born, Kyle? Because you're older than me, right? I was just at the turn of the 70s. I'm 71. I was born in 76. I was yeah, born in yeah. 76. So, like,
3: I was well aware of what was happening when my dad was fighting the coppers in the miners' strike and that, you know. And even my dad, in the end, broke my picket, you know, and had to go back and feed his family after, like, you know, nearly two years, 18, over 18 months, yeah. He was on the fucking, on strike. And uh, we just went through so much shit. But, like, dude, I do that, like, Falklands fucking war, the fucking era, first Iraq war, like, I've just fucking grown up, no, not the Bosnian war. Or the Balkan Wars would say, I've grown up, no, no, nothing else but violence, like the mad massacres. And you just get fucking a bit immune to it all. Like, I didn't want to sound cold with like more feelings than that. But Bruce will tell you, like, I, I don't know where it is. I'm just detached, I think,
4: from uh, pain and suffering. Like, somehow. I'm... Haven't we all become desensitized to atrocities because of the global communication system that we have? Not
5: only the global
4: communication systems, but there
6: has been an active desensitivist... What the fuck, man? How you say it? Active active desensitized nations. I don't know how to say it. Of the fucking young minds. So all the computer games and all the fucking violence... Yeah, thank you. Thank you. For all this, yeah. All this stuff you've been exposed to, right? Just Hollywood movies, cartoons, every fucking thing. And then when you mix in sex and sexuality into that mix you, mix you just get some really really young frustrated frustrated disconnected young people and we we are not,
3: like we're not separated from that and we we have received the same but,
2: dude, which my experience
3: like. my experience of violence has always been like rooted in the real world of us been through video games and fucking Yeah shit yeah, and yeah. And, and, uh, yeah
6: that's that's true too and some some kids are way more exposed to to a society where or a culture or a local area where that stuff is happening, right? And then you have a young kid that has to cope with that without having zero tools in his toolbox to cope with it. And often there isn't any adults around them to help them to cope, right? So it's just become this fucking death spiral of self-medication and trying to handle it and trying to understand it. And often violence becomes a product of that self-medication
4: and that coping mechanism and external validation as well you know imagine living in oregon on the west coast of america those that look like, they're pretty twisted up over there okay? oh you're gonna upset finn that's right <laughs> oh oh i forgot
3: like, Do you know he's known as the portland he's known as the portland hippie you know that's his nickname up in that part of the uh, the northwest right
2: yeah, well,
4: it's got a few labels, so they, I just saw her in the hair laughing, and I thought it was good to rub the stick.
3: <laughs> Dude, he sent me a video before of, like, this, like, sign or something saying, like, it's all fine, and you've got, like, fucking cops going along on unicycles, like, fucking juggling, looking like fucking strippers or something, I was like, what the fuck is this shit, like, celebrating fucking National Drug Day or something, fucking, like. The mad as fuck up there, I know mean, they didn't give a fuck up in Portland. The right. proper mad. I thought they were like seafaring people back in the day and that, you know. Like, I always grew up with that cartoon, Portland Bill. Anybody know Portland Bill or not? I tried that thing about it, just like you played no. shit up. You, know dude, you don't know Portland Bill. Are you serious? Yeah, never heard of it. Oh, we need to get some YouTube on here. We need to get some YouTube on, I'm telling you, and get some Portland Bill and you're just like. Like, But I always thought they were, like, uh, seafaring, you know, like they went out on the boat in the lighthouse, and I'm like, oh, these are hard. I thought people in Portland were pro like, hardy people, and I didn't know they will run around in rainbow fucking mankinis with a, with a clem hanging out the side of the fucking mankini and fucking smoking, I don't know what. They're smoking on the streets right now. They're like a right state, didn't they? Have you seen America, man? They're fucking in a right state, them cunts. Oh, I wouldn't live in America for fucking all the tea in China.
2: Yeah,
4: I visited Dorset. That whole coast seems to have a pretty rough time. Yeah, well, from what I've seen from Portland through to Vancouver, it's been a pretty, there's a lot of destitute humans out there on the streets. You know. But it's a, it's, it's a promoted system. The, 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 the British with the East India China, Training Company did it to the Chinese with opium. And I think, you know, now the Chinese are feeding fentanyl into America, and it's probably causing a similar effect. Dude, have you seen the fucking state of Seattle? Downtown Seattle is fucking
3: unbelievable. It's a right travesty. Anyway, talking about the Portland hippie, he's joined the Convo. GM fam, GM fin, GM fam? I don't even
7: fucking live in Portland, but I'll take it. When I first moved here, I had it in my mind what it would look like. And then it ended up being the opposite. And what Portland really is, is more like Robin Hood men in tights versus like actual Robin Hood. So it's a, it's a lot of fairies dancing in the streets, breaking windows and shit.
3: Where, where was that place where they had the, uh, what was it, the Chaz? Was it the Chaz or something? The thing he's on? Where was that? Was that Seattle or was that there? That was Seattle. That was Seattle. See, trying fuck, to be
7: man. more weird than Portland, but they
3: just couldn't pull it off and
7: ended up with another skid row like L.A. Dude,
3: L.A. and that skid row, man. This guy went on a drive around the... Holy fuck, man. There's those people getting stabbed out on the street, left, right, and center every day, isn't it? Okay, Andrew, no,
7: like,
8: what's
7: What's that saying about us only being, like, three square meals away from complete and utter chaos? Like, that's basically <laughs>
3: what you're seeing there.
4: Dude, just, I was about to be I've stepped I've just two weeks it. ago,
3: man. Hold on, Bruce. I've just said what he's just said. And I gave a little spiel about Dublin last night, and I said about France. Like, like Paris could go bang like that, man. I'm telling you, and Germany. And I was like, then we'll find out. So we are but nine males from Anarchy. That's what you're talking about, right? Right? We are yes. but nine males from Anarchy. That is one of the truest statements, guys, right? You know this has been around since the French Revolution right? Think about the concept. What do you need to survive if you're a working fucking person or whatever, right? You're living that life here, three square meals a day. You have no food for three days. This is how the French revolution started, right? Is that it was the, the mothers. People didn't realize what the, the greatest, biggest, craziest, bloodthirsty revolutions in history was actually started by the women, right? Not the fucking men because the men were too busy trying to argue like democratically in in. For what democracy they had under the king, obviously, right? But it was only when the kids were fucking starving and the women came out that the real movement, like, took place. And your man Roger like took advantage of it. The march, if I remember rightly, it was the women that marched through the fucking rain and the sludge from Paris to uh, Versailles, which is a decent distance, which you like, they were walking. And that's when the, the first time that the king decided to make concessions, but it's a well-known historical fact that the French Revolution would never have been like what it was and as bad as what it was if it wasn't for the fact that it was the women that took to the streets when the fucking kids were starving. You starve a woman's kid, she's going to fucking get angry. That's when the shit happens. So yeah, Finn, you're totally right. We are but nine males from Anarchy, son.
7: We've gotten a lot better at it as a society as far as, like, being able to control large swaths of people. We, we've learned a lot of lessons in those days. Like, you got to keep them fed. So we got all this, you know, processed food shit we can just airdrop to, to everybody. And then you just keep them busy, occupied,
3: keep them entertained with your sports, and there you go, you know? It Dude, did, wild. You, did you see Dublin in a Have you seen anything out of Dublin from last night? No, nah, I just just waking up. Right. Getting, getting space so didn't space sorted and shit. Did y'all you it so, or no? It's so bad. Basically, an Algerian uh, immigrant, because uh, obviously they have been taken in for fun, you know, because obviously Ireland are raiding right with the EU. Uh, they're obviously on the euro. I'm talking about the Republic of Ireland, not obviously Northern Ireland, yeah. Uh, an Algerian fucking stabbed like five people. Three of them just happened to be fucking young kids. Uh, and then, the oh yeah, oh, the people of. Have- the oh, you yeah, dude. What's going with
7: people? Was he hungry? Dude. What were the kids hungry? I mean, what's going on
3: here? I've oh, done it before in Algeria. I've done it before in Algeria's a nut job. Uh dude, the burned fucking Dublin down last night. You should have said, dude, there was bu- police cars on fire, left, right, and center, buses on fire, there were bashing coppers all our La- I'll tell you what, I've said this earlier. Didn't fuck around with the Irish like the Irish are fucking as hard as the fucking come. Like, I'm telling you, they're, they're Southern. everything, everything I know about the Irish
7: in Ireland, I learned from Irish Spring commercials in the 80s and early 90s. So.
3: Oh, people think it's all like top of the morning to you, you know, all that bullshit. Nothing. No, 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 They'll fucking rip your face off. Like, it's all Lucky Charms and Irish
7: Spring till you take their food away. <laughs> and then it's fucking to the
2: streets. Oh yeah, man, that Jerry?
7: shit sucks. And I mean, we're we're super spoiled, and we take that shit for granted a lot. Being in the places that we are, where you don't have to worry about that kind of shit yet. But I feel like the further this continues, uh, without any sort of fix, the the more real that's going to be for a lot of us.
4: Dude,
3: no shit. Some of the biggest fucking gangsters in the world. i you. I'll pick my words very carefully. Some of the biggest gangsters in the world come out of dublin and what do i mean by that i mean the people that formed the super cartel uh Kenan and them with like uh el chapo the turkish mafia people didn't realize just how connected the proper like irish fucking gangsters are and like many these cunts have been smuggling weapons man for how long 70 fucking, 80, 90 years they've been fucking expert fucking weapon smugglers. And people think like, holy fuck. I mean, they put the military on the streets quite quickly uh, yesterday because the guardia, here, who's their police, the guardia has totally lost control. The, the cops had zero, the cops were getting run left, right and centre. Because you know why? The people were really fucking angry. And you know what made it worse now? There was like some looting that that went on. And the fucking most of the people that were looting the stores were fucking migrants and all. Holy shit. The Irish were like videoing them saying, what you fucking doing, you fucking cunt. It was crazy, so what's, bro. So
7: what started it? Dude was just walking down the street and just started stabbing people? Or was this like at a protest? Or like, what was the scene?
3: Well, seen? Are, well had the details haven't come out because they're trying to be fucking very, you know, careful about it. Uh I saw one picture where he was, like, wrestled to the ground. I haven't seen any videos of him getting nabbed, but it was apparently next to the school. And they just said, like, uh, two adults and three kids. It sounds like it's been a family. And it just sounds like it's been pretty much for, like, nothing. Just random, out-of-the-blue dude. Now, I said this could be, a fault like, another false flag, but he could be brainwashed. It's been quite easy. He could be under the fucking program. You know what I'm talking about, don't you?
2: Yeah, that's that's the
7: thing. Like, how how do you know? I mean, only those that that put that program in place and that run it. I mean, the rest of us just know what we see on on the news and shit, and we all know how truthful that shit can be. So it's it's, it's really hard to to form any kind of opinion when you don't have any facts, and all you have are these well, like hearsay.
3: I know the talk about you know obviously stabbing that. kids
7: is not great, you know.
3: Yeah, I know the talk about don't attribute the malice, you know what can be attributed
2: like negligence or whatever, or stupidity. But I mean, there's kind of like three options, isn't there, right?
3: Either he's part of a cell, and those guys who he's part of uh, want to start some trouble, so that they can then you know take it a bit further. It's either a false flag. And he's actually on the other side and have kind of like, you know, brainwashed him, which is really easy and really common and not that difficult to do and been proven scientifically for 50, 60 years. Or he's just some mad, like lone wolf nut job. Uh, I didn't think he would be a part of a cell because if that if that had been the case, I think there'd have been four, four guys out there, all tooled up, multiple knives and just running stabbing as many as I could in a a general like shopping district area or something, you know, like Westminster Bridge, the attack there. Uh, it's one of the three things, isn't it? He's either on the crazy jihadist side and, right? and and part of a fucking cell or whatever that's, that's acting like a lone wolf, which I didn't think that theory makes sense because he would have been in a team of people. He's either working or being brainwashed by the other side to cause this disruption, so that because this is what the people in power really want, isn't it? divide and conquer or he's a lone wolf i'd love
4: to think he's a lone wolf but i doubt that's the fucking story like i cannot say it's been or or he's a chap that's just had enough of the pressure of life and he's just flipped the switch and fucking acted out here and here there's been uh, a lot of domestic violence murders recently where um in the past five days there's four women I I, I don't, obviously you know we're not talking massive number massive number but in the past 3 weeks there's been something like 10 women that have been murdered by their partners this has become quite a big problem is is yeah. that in yeah. New Zealand though? no, no it's New a, no Kiwis we don't well, we we go out and fucking murder a sheep we don't kill our our misses
3: I was going to say no but I know domestic violence is actually quite prevalent in New Zealand and I do know the the numbers and it's
4: it's quite an unsaid thing, isn't it? Right. Yeah, it's the same thing here. That now they've got all these these ladies that are getting yeah. that are getting bludgeoned to death, and uh, you know, one of them was a 24-year-old kid beat his 21-year-old ex-girlfriend to death with a hammer in the school toilet, staff in school toilets, and then proceeded down to the rocks and threw himself out into the ocean, and was found the next morning. Like, the fuck is going on with this world? Wow, that's insane.
3: That's how I think. That's what Bruce was talking about. You know, these younger kids and that man. I'm so glad. Like, like I'm not being funny. I'm 47. If you said, Robo, you can trade everything for being 25 again," I really, really doubt that I would for several reasons. Uh, one of them, there's no way that you're ever going to gain like the knowledge and experience that I've oh, got. If I if I was 25 years older, I'd only had that life, right? Because i I've i just managed to be in the right place at the right time right the rave generation but also do i really want to like live on in this world like do i really want to like if so you you would take me back 22 years do i really want to like because life expectancy would be even better then do i really want to add another 22 years onto my current life expectancy right now i think that that
7: that all depends. Do I get the book of all the bets, like in Back to the Future, so I can like go and make bets and make all the money, and then no, just you'll run be shit? No, no, you'll be. Or am I?
6: Now. Oh yeah, no, fuck that. <laughs> I would definitely go for it, man. Jesus Christ, my life was so much easier when I was twenty-five.
7: No, because tell... I'm
6: thinking about
7: what I was doing back then, and if I was doing that shit now, I would not be here. I'd definitely be dead, dead and, and gone. Easy.
6: Agreed. Nah, yeah, I'm agreed.
3: I'm good. I'm like 1980
6: I'm, I'm, was the perfect decade for me to be born. Oh in. <laughs> no, I would running around fucking fucking millionaire ladies in the in the fifties, just living life. Ugh, wouldn't have to be Yeah, Austin fucking, fucking Powers
7: good. over here. Uh huh. That's exactly what you'd be doing, just like the ladies man with the 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 kid that was like the the king gave him anything he wanted in his kingdom, and it was good. And then right. you went and fucked his bitch, and then he kicked your ass out. That's exactly
6: <laughs> what would happen. <laughs> I don't think you're wrong, to be honest, but please give me the age of 25, and let, let me fuck around and find out, please.
2: I see that. Uh, oh, one,
6: one moment, Robo. I just want to say, I see Sentinel down there, and I invited yes. him up to speak. Please come up.
3: Yeah, I'm I'm conflicted, mate. Look, I, I love the memories. I love the happy times bro also, you are I, a conflict please at this age of life me fucking body's being that bruised and fucking battered and broken like literally my knees are hanging on with fucking blue tack yeah but I'm you could, if you could be dead. 25
6: when you could take some make some better decisions and don't have fucked up Wait, how old are you? what how
2: would i wouldn't need to be <laughs> no, I
3: why would I? Because the memories are that good. I'm like, oh, we're gonna re- like, we're gonna re- run this back turbo. Like, think about it. You- you're but gonna make it, memories. Good. You'll keep everything, bro. You,
6: you just wake you up tomorrow keep... at
2: twenty-five. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go back and live a clean remember.
3: life. Damn, nah. I wouldn't go back and back and live a clean life. I would go back and probably live even harder, actually, and do more and worse. Like, I would fuck it up even more and then be like, where's the reset button? I think I'm good here.
7: Uh, I'd like to have my first life back. Thanks. <laughs>
2: Turns out <laughs>
3: this was way harder than I thought it would be. Do you know, I've done some bad things and I have, like, repented in my own soul, but I didn't regret anything. Like I didn't regret one moment of the madness and the carnage, and like I do regret like some of the like obviously the harm I might have caused, like some people, and that I do feel a big sense of like uh, sorrow over that. To be honest with you, it's a shadow that will always hang over my own personal like uh, mind and, and cognitive awareness. But I, I like I have to be honest, I kind of can live me life. I, I decided this a long time ago. You kind of got on life, like like worrying about the shit that you did. I got this off my chest with Gaines, like, well over, like, nearly a year and a half ago or something when he interviewed me, him and Rama. And, like, I expelled any demons that day, you know, that I did have, like, locked up. But, like, I really didn't know. I just know that I wouldn't be here sitting in this chair having this convo if all the decisions I've made in my life, the good and the bad, the, every single decision I've ever made has led me to this particular point, at this inflection moment in what I believe is a big inflection moment in life. Like you know, I'm 47. By the time I'm 50, it's going to be a diff- we're going to be having different conversations. But you don't,
2: don't you don't like even any.
7: really you don't even really know for sure because if if certain beliefs about the way the system in the world works, then if if you believe you were meant to be where you are, then regardless of how many times you went back and tried it like destiny or whatever you want to call that, that force would put you in the same spot, regardless of how it may either be an easier or a harder time relative to yourself, you know, getting there again. But if this is a simulation and we really don't have a choice, I mean, you're going to end up in the same shithole as the rest of us
6: anyway.
3: (laughs) Talking (laughs) about simulations. did you guys Bruce, hear wait a minute. It? Wait a minute. Is it true, Bruce? Quickly, is it true, Bruce? Repenting and regretting are two different things, right? Oh, absolutely. Ab- ab- I ab- repent me. things, but I don't regret them.
6: Yeah, cool? maybe, maybe you should work on that. Just in your case, to be it's honest, right. Right?
7: it's a nature versus nurture <laughs> thing. You gotta <laughs> <laughs> repent so you go to heaven. So,
2: <laughs> wow, wow. Sorry, really guys. Really mixed that up. Wow. Sorry, guys. Jesus,
4: what's face did I just come into here? We...
2: <laughs> I'm
4: sorry. God damn Hallelujah. Robot. I
6: fucking forgot my point. I had something clever to say. Hallelujah!
8: Hallelujah! It just seems like that. I oh, said,
7: though, that there's a good reason though, that that line of thinking could be why you do see some, some of the things happening today that you see because of the way people have been indoctrinated and they have that in the back of their mind, regardless of what I do. As long as I say, I'm sorry, I'm going upstairs so I can go stab kids. As long as I say I'm sorry before I get shot by the cops, like I'm all good.
2: Oh, well, you get
3: ninety-nine it, virgins. You get ninety-nine virgins, don't you? I'm sure you get ninety-nine. Bro, virgins.
7: I don't, I don't, I don't even want one virgin at this point in my life. <laughs> let alone ninety-nine. Like, get that shit out of here. Give them like seventy-two hookers, like the No Effects song says, and I bet the Middle East will be a lot more peaceful.
3: <laughs> I was gonna say it. virgins are boring. Oh, is your guest, Brucey? Bring your guest in. You slacking, Bruce? Come on.
6: Wow, every time I try to say something, you go, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. And then want I don't say something... Bruce, get it, God damn get it together.
5: Get your it. shit together, suck,
6: bro. Suck my dick. Go on, Bruce, you can speak. You can speak. Go on. Wow, fuck it. Fuck it and suck it. That's all I got to say. Hey, Sentinel, the fucking chat of privacy and internet connections. What up, bro? You finally found your way. Was the tech too hard? Or-
5: I I joined and then there was no one talking for a while so I was doing a bit more work uh, and then I came back in to you talking about um, being a bit of a uh, playboy with uh, 50-year-old women talk talk to us about that what was your uh, um, did you have like a a white label if it it was a coin how how could we buy it and like is it like proof of I don't know proof proof of cougar (laughs) If,
6: if you go if you go check it in your coochie wallet you already got some of my sperm there, so <laughs> no. But I, I was working in a health shop and I was uh, being taught by a, a energy healer at that point, and the most weird ladies would come in this fucking shop, and one of them was a defense lawyer that worked with the human trafficking, so she was making a lot of money, and she was like, hey. We, why don't I pay for your mobile phone and why do I pay for your taxes and why don't I pay for everything and why don't you come up and lick my fucking pussy on this ice bear rock? It was it was fun until I felt really really cheap. Then I spiraled down. Into- How old was
3: she, bro? How old was she? Was she above fifty or not? Because I
6: was she was, she was twice my age. I was twenty-five and she was fifty. Oh.
2: Bro,
3: I once did a fifty-two-year-old when I was about fucking twenty fucking seven, twenty-eight or something. It became, and I'll it tell became you,
6: became it was... fucking weird. When I met her son, that was one year older than me, and I was like, "Ooh, this was
3: a weird, weird dinner."
5: And he asked bro. you to do the same.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, this woman, this woman had flaps like a fucking theatre, this fucking stage curtains. I'm honest, to God, I'm telling you, I've never seen anything like it, bro never seen anything like it in my life the drawers, she pulled down our fucking drawers and it was like fucking Jabba the Hutt's fucking mouth looking at me or something, I've never fucking oh dude, honestly I couldn't get out there you know why, fast ladies
7: need a parachute to deploy to slow down that's all, you gotta love them love them just the same
5: shoot just slow down! Oh my god!
3: <laughs> do You know what? I'm normally a lights on dude. Me, I'm mean, fucking never have sex with the lights off. Fuck that shit. Unless it's like you know, middle of the night or early morning, and fucking rape when you wake up or something. But I literally, I was like, get the lights out, darling. Let's get romantic. You know, I was like, holy fuck, you taking one for the team here, Rob? And yeah, <laughs> she had grandkids and all. I was up uh, pissed. I didn't really care, but I woke next the month and funny things. Thing she was thinking the exact same thing, man.
7: It's like this old cunt. Better turn the lights off today and charge him a little extra.
3: <laughs> Broad, you want to know one of the worst experiences I've ever had in my life? right? I don't know if you. I only told this once on the space. I don't know if he's there or not, but uh, this is a true. I'm glad story. you're telling it again on a recorded space. Let's hear it. This is a true story. This is his mental So Fuck is this
6: recorded?
3: Uh, wait a minute. I am. Oh, I You fuck, Bruce. I had uh, I had community service, right? I had probation and community service. And because I was working at the time, right, I just got my act back together. I had to do it on the weekends. Like, I had to do it on a fucking Sunday, right? And anyway, we used to tear the piss. So I w- I'm out on the Saturday night, fucking meets this chick, fucking gets back to mine, oh, fucking, I'm riding all night, right? Fucking six o'clock in the morning, few lines of Charlie, fucking few Red Bull, couple of coffees. I'm off to the fucking probation. What are we doing? We're working on these derelict houses. Some of us are inside, some of us are outside, right? Fucking like this housing fucking thing where they were like renovating or like the whole thing. They're just keep the bare shell and do the whole thing up. We had to do all these shit jobs, right? So we're on this thing, and we've been on like the sun, like the people who were working who had to do it. They're all were doing it on a Sunday. If you didn't have a job, you were doing it during the week. So the people who were doing it on the weekend were all, like, people who had, like, jobs and shit, and, like, they'd just done something wrong, you know, driving offenses or something. And we had this old guy, and he'd been done for fraud, right? And he'd been lucky, actually, like, not to get a prison sentence, right? But he had great fucking, like, his community order, and that was terrible. So we're, we're there, and I just remember being wrecked. And, like, I'm only fucking, I didn't know, 1920 or something. And they're like, "What's up with you, you lazy cunt?" And I'm like, "Oh fuck!" And I was wrecked last night. This bird came right, oh, I was riding her all over it, and the fucking like, I'm laughing, and like everybody's we're just having a banter, like lads banter. Right? That's what lads do, you know, fucking locker room crack. And then we get through the day. It was a real dear drama. This kid fucking got the garden strimmer on a fucking piece of dog shit and flicked it at this other kid and started a fight. And, oh fucking hell! All hell brought loose, right? Then. We're at the end of the day, five o'clock, right? And out of nowhere, we're all just like cleaning up and getting the shit outside of the, the gaff and that, because we've been on this like one house all day. And out of nowhere, this fucking bird pulls up, I swear to God, the bird had been banging from the night before, right? And I'm like, fucking hell. Because like, I remember she, I say it, like, me saying to her, like when she left in the taxi, I was like, oh, I've got fucking probation at Pennywell. And I'm like, whoa, what are you doing, like, darling? I thought and I didn't even tell you, like, where I was at. And she's like, she just looked at me in fear, and she's like, uh, I'm just here to pick me dad up. And, like, I literally just turned around, and your man's just looking at me. and being talking all fucking lunchtime about absolutely raiding his daughter's fucking car bonnet, right? Holy fuck, right? I was like, what a dirty cunt and that. He's laughing away at lunchtime. It's on his fucking daughter. Holy fuck, I brought the house down. I, I was living off that, you know. I was getting three pints in the pub for, like, about three, four months after like, everybody was like, Robot, tell that story, tell that story. Because <laughs> a few people knew him. He was well-known for the fraud case, you know. What a fuck. Oh, oh, oh. Hey, he never came back, you know. He got
7: transferred. You didn't tell him, like, next week we can all carpool since I'm banging your mom's. <laughs>
3: <laughs> what a pimp. Good job, Robo. Oh, it, was ter- it was terrible. It was terrible. I've got a few mad stories like that when I was a kid, but that was a terrible one, that, honestly. And you know what the funny thing was? She fucking rang me up as well and was like, I'm a fucking seeing you again. Me fucking dad's going mental. You can fuck right off. Like, she just probably went mental on me. I'm like, well, I didn't know you was your fucking dad, did I? I? was just having some fucking tea and lunchtime banter with a cup of tea. You know what I mean? I'm like, what you su- what's a man supposed to do? Holy fuck. See, so, Bruce- homie
7: actually went and found another job because of that? I probably would, too, if, if I had to deal with construction workers and one of them banged my mom. I, I'd probably find a new line of work at that It was point. his
3: daughter. It was his daughter. It wasn't his mom. It was his daughter. Oh. Well, that's daughter. even better. That was a different conversation that 52-year-old brought. No, no, no. no you not, always like, have was... higher aspirations for
7: your daughter than a construction worker, but, I mean, you know, pleb's going to pleb.
3: Do you know what the worst thing is? Bruce is talking about these old women, I've got to say, like, bagging a bird in a nightclub in England. Then come back right off and I'm having some fun. And then wake up in the morning, find yeah, out she's I got three fair. kids. No, you wake up in the morning, find out she's got three jam eaters. You're like, holy fuck, I didn't sign up for that See you later, darling. It's like, are you gonna give us a ring later? Fake number, there you go, bang, out the door. <laughs> Bro,
6: no, I, I I'm the opposite. I end up being a bonus parent for those fucking kids. Did that for five years, man just because you feel
7: bad for drinking their Capri Suns and eating all their fruit <laughs> snacks. It's like, oh, I guess I better give you a. Come gather round, son. I'll give you a life lesson from old Uncle Bruce here before I leave.
5: I was gonna say, what's a what's a jam eater?
3: <laughs> a kid in the northeast we call kids jam eaters, eh?
5: Nice.
3: Jam eaters, you know, a little jammy dodge and You know, jammy dodgers and that, eh? Yeah, yeah, Funny yeah anything the parents can afford because of buying fucking Kestrel fucking strength the fucking drink round the back of the offy the dirty bastards the fucking state of England man didn't get me started oh, I didn't. Uh,
5: you're, you're, you're um, right old enough uh, to appreciate Thunderbird Red and Thunderbird Blue right do you know the little cider drink this little cider drink back in the day uh,
3: bro that was before Wicked wasn't it that was before like <laughs> UKD Blue and that guy <laughs>
5: I'm derailing the conversation, Ola. Ola. Uh, uh, respectfully. Go uh, back that to was two. perfect. That it's was up, like, perfect. Fricking
3: this fricking fricking guy fricking. fits in. Thunderbird? He's oh, Thunderbird was fucking disgusting. You drink a fucking bit of that. Holy fuck, you were wrecked. Like I was like 12, 13-year-old. Fucking pissing all over me fucking dad's car outside the house before I'm going in. Being sick in the garden. Like, what the fuck is Thunderbird? Like some mad fucking wine or something like some fermented, like. What the fuck was
7: that shit? It's probably the equal to like what we have in the States called Mad Dog 2020 or perhaps even some Boone's Farm. You know when the Mad Dog bottles came out when you were in high school, shit was getting lit that night. And you were probably not showing up to school the next day.
3: Bro, I'm not lying here. Scotland are a special, the Scottish are a special type of people, right? But they drink this thing called Bookfast. Have you ever heard of it before or not?
2: Oh, I, I, think- I live
5: I live near Buckfastly. I I I I knew a couple of people who became monks and were like practicing at Buckfastly. That's my neck of the woods. It's absolutely fucking vile.
3: <laughs> oh, it's like the traditional fucking Scottish drink. You know what they do? The deep fry fucking Mars bars and Snickers. And they eat these deep-fried fucking Snickers with a fucking bottle of buckfast. That's Scottish. I mean, you know what you know what
6: Buckfest is, right? It's one of the world's first energy drinks.
5: Yes, yeah,
6: for real. Before uh, Red Bull. Oh, bro, it's it's why before and Jolt, it's, before it's his Jolt Cola, yeah. and Surge. Yeah, <laughs>
5: yeah, <bro. laughs> B- before running yeah. water, lad. <laughs> oh, oh,
2: can,
3: <laughs> I, can I pivot? Can I, can I pivot to take a shit on Bruce? Or not? Can I pivot to take a shit on Bruce? This Christ. is great, it, man i can't i can't well, my I, bag is full of rubbish. not if you
7: ask permission you can't exactly. ask and then do it you gotta <laughs> just do it
2: so
3: uh kunya kun is like what we call people over here right when we're being like kunya uh tanya thorn she's uh i didn't say her very often very clever uh trainee right but she's always like gone on holiday she loves europe and that right and she's been doing the shenzhen stuff to get the five-year visa so she came on the day and she's like, oh, I need to talk to you about this project, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right, okay, let's have a little chat first. And I'm like, I haven't seen you for a while. Oh, who's got a hot mic? Is that Bruce? Oh, one, oh, of one of you. Yeah, that's me, that's me. Okay, okay. And I was like, oh, uh, how have you been? And she's like, oh, I've just come back from my holidays. I went, oh, did you go to Europe again? She's like, yeah, yeah, so where'd you go? Because she, she was in like uh she was in Georgia the last time before that. Uh she was in like uh, Switzerland and Austria before that, right? Very common for it, like over there, but once like uh, twice a year or something. So she was like, Oh, I like I went to visit my brother in uh northeastern Germany again. And then I went to Denmark to Copenhagen and, and Stockholm. And I was like, oh, right. I thought, oh, wait a minute. I actually said, oh, you should have told me you were going. One of my friends lives in uh, Copenhagen, you know. He would have took you around the parliament and that. That's actually what I said, like, Bruce. In my own head, I was laughing, right? In my own head, I was, like, laughing. but. uh, So I was asking her, like, I went, oh, so what about, like, the differences between? And, bro, I'm going to tell you, she was just like, this is what she said. Like Danish, obviously, in uh, Copenhagen and in, in Denmark, uh, obviously a lot more expensive for everything. More expensive than Sweden, yeah. But also she said that the people were more uptight. <laughs> <laughs> no, what? shit, that's what she said. Uh, <laughs> no, they, uh, I, she said no. the people are more uptight. That's exactly what she said to me today. She went, in Sweden, that they have a lot more fun. <laughs> I was dying. What the fuck? That's the complete
6: opposite, man. So in Sweden, people, they fucking excuse themselves when they laugh too loud on the streets. In Denmark, we take off our clothes in the streets. It's completely different, man. What the fuck? Where did you go in Copenhagen?
3: No, but there's a difference between, like, being a comedian and being a pervert. I mean, what is it he's talking about, Finn? He's talking about taking clothes off. Is he bringing perversion and fucking shit into the... What's going on, Sentinel? I mean, Kyle... Yeah, I mean, he's... He's Danish, I don't know. Wow, I, I wow, so this is
6: this is the bar for perversion. You can't just adjust it at your own will, man. We have to keep it at the same level throughout the whole space.
7: That's right. You didn't think white people could be racist to other white people,
2: but we can. Fuck you, Dane. <laughs> Fuck you. Okay. So I was there, actually putting a it. couple of things in the nest of
7: the, the thing you were talking about earlier. And apparently the Montenegrin court just approved extradition for Doe. So that's not great. Poor what? Dough. Are you, know, you talking about No, nah, I'm putting it in the nest right now. They uh, They haven't said where, either South Korea or the U.S., but I'm sure you could take a wild fucking guess who won that
3: uh well i don't know about the i don't know about the extradition treaties though has montenegro got an extradition treaty with the u.s a reciprocal extradition treaty i don't know
7: all it says in the article is that he will be extradited to south korea or the u.s and the minister it's up to him and he's he's gonna sort that out i guess
3: Well, he's going to appeal. He's definitely going to appeal. One second, uh, Bruce, while the legal guy comes in. Uh, The very fact that there's obviously like sort of three courts and this is being made in the lower court, he can probably drag this out or extend it for around about two and a half years minimum. I don't know, but under under Montenegro law, it might be more. Yeah, but
6: you shouldn't be sure about that because you can fucking fast track things when you have a lot of money. And when you, have- yeah,
7: it just depends how bad they want him and how much they're willing to pay to get him there, which just sucks either way
3: can I ask a question so can I ask a question, or didn't he smile when they hand him the papers didn't remember when they served him when he was about to go down that escalator? he's an
6: artistic clips he does know social cues,
7: yes. Correct, yeah. I'd probably do the same thing if a bunch of people in suits like start handing me papers. I'd just be like, Oh, thank you! Oh, and like signing them. You want my autograph? Oh, cool, thanks.
3: Look at <laughs> like all that, this funding! I'm doing look at this. I mean, you guys are funding me too.
5: All right, <laughs>
3: the best thing is Jaws in the lawsuit. I love
2: that.
5: I've seen Joe's it. Like- you yeah, they do have an extradition treaty. Probably paid it for it. <laughs> the Montenegro like judge you just see him like shiftily walking off with like two bags of like dollar signs off. <laughs> well, you know, like, like I the thought...
3: Monopoly money bags, just like dropping
7: <laughs> gold coins as he
3: runs to his fucking car. <laughs> what a fuck! You know why I thought they might have though because of the Balkans war. So I can imagine. Because it was the U.S. that came in and sorted that shit out. I would imagine that all of those countries that were uh, formed uh, out of the previous, like Yugoslavia, et cetera, I would imagine that pretty much all of them signed up to everything that the states were demanding, right? That's not t- too hard to believe, yeah?
7: Well, well I'm sure. Julian I mean, unless Assange. unless you want a nuke parked on your front yard, you better do what we say.
2: Julian Assange is still walked but- up montenegro is an interesting one because uh taxon the thai guy that
3: fled thailand when we had the coup in 206 yeah uh he's been the being of the existence they ousted his woman in the, his sister in the second coup in 2013 right and we've been under like pretty much uh military law since right we're under martial law for like four years or something taxon though that's where he went straight away that's why he got his passport i mean obviously i'm not having an extradition treaty thing with america's different or other places but Dude, like he, he like they're literally—he's what the most wanted man in Thailand. And they were like, "Bang, there's a passport, like couple hundred grand, bang, no problem. There you go, easy."
2: So, like, they're not that clean cut, right? No. no, no government is clean cut. But didn't the the previous
4: prime uh, prime minister return to Thailand and get get jailed upon his return?
2: He's, yeah, because of
4: medical treatment, right?
3: well allegedly medical treatment i always knew taxon would have to come back here to die but he's just you he can tell he's missed his homeland for fucking so long man like you can tell this has been coming and his party that he's like kind of funded and it is his party the pure party like he had to wait for them coming back in their power like they've waited a long fucking time. how long has he waited since he got rid of his sister he's waited 10 years to come back and face the charges he's got to get a pardon anyway You've got any idea, man. Honestly, you think it's not corruption. Then you need to come to Thailand and say, like, what actually? fucking? It's so barefaced, man. Everybody in the public knows what's got, like, Thailand's probably got the biggest gossip community of any fucking country I've ever lived in. Honestly, you can be up north and you randomly talk to someone. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, me auntie in Bangkok. Oh, it, the son works at that school. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, we wouldn't find out who you are. And you're like, what the fuck? it's really fucking weird like but yeah man the, the situation with are taxing he's allegedly it's for his health but we're now he's gonna get a pardon put it that way he's caused like war for 17 years like how many people killed over this man and he's gonna come and he's been flying around the world for the last 17 years living his best life right like what's gonna happen they're not gonna put him in jail man the country would burn man it's not how things work out here you? you gotta, you gotta have balance. You gotta, you gotta take a step back in Thailand, and you gotta think, okay, what's gonna happen here? You didn't just make knee-jerk reactions, or that's when the trouble starts, you know. And nobody, nobody, none of us want any more guns and bombs. We've had enough, man. And tanks driving down the street.
2: It's not, it's not full shit, man. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. It's only twenty twenty-three. You know, this 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 twenties has been
4: quite an event for us all. So I think, I don't think anything's off the table at the moment. I'm waiting to Oh see. no, there's still plenty of time. Yeah, I'm looking for alien invasion and some meteor that's coming to strike the planet. You know, there's got to be a register somewhere that's got this thing plotted. Thailand is the ultimate, like, opposite of, like,
3: what's so much of, like, the West is, man. This, like, total, like, collectivistic uh, attitude. Like, it, honestly, I've said this before. You, people who come here and want to think that they're just going to live their like normal life that they had before and just go on the way that you're going on with your fucking little Western fucking cultures and morals that's been instilled in you. You'll not survive five fucking minutes out here. You. You've got to come and you've got to let go of all your fucking values and your morals and your ethics and just say, it's not my country. I'm a guest on their soil. I'm here to provide a service, They not they Just like that. You know, who needs it? Who, who needs who more, right? I probably fucking need them a lot more than they need to play me, right? So, like, you know, you play the game. And, like, once you settle into, like, the way that these little nuances are with, like, the complete yin and yang of the West, right? You know, I'm not complaining. Fucking hell, Sentinel. Are English people born with the right to complain? Isn't it in our fucking DNA to complain?
5: Yeah, I think it's um, a case of, like, I've spoken about this quite a bit last time, the idea of like a, a negativity bias. Um, how everyone here we 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 basically kicked out all our radicals. They all went to America and we just basically had like Cromwell and his lads just went around basically killing anyone that had like uh any sort of um differing um opinions. So all the nutters went to America. A lot of oh, no,
6: <laughs> a lot, sorry a lot no, of no, good no, minds. No, 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 no. <laughs> Also, piracy became a thing. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, the monarchy. Yeah,
5: well, I mean,
6: societies on boats.
5: Yeah, and you're just like new country. Let's go, and then when you get them, like, why are we paying this? Why are we paying tax when we're not represented? Which I still think we should go back to the Americans and say, look, you can be an MP now, and then you can come into our parliament, and then we'll rightfully take over. I mean, that's that's our destiny. But to to answer your question um why why do we complain all the time i think it's because all those kind of people left and well what did we have i mean like there's there's fuck all going on so people were just complaining and that that kind of created and fostered an environment where you don't again i touched upon this last time is in in america people seem to be like have more of that like backslap culture of like being um, celebrating other people's successes there's more in England you get people who if you've got a nice car or if you've done something well there's always a reason for it you never, you're never, never happy for someone and I, I've been guilty of doing that in, in the past and there's some of me that still kind of thinks that maybe it's just a, a psyche the same way that Ew, Russia, don't Russians do families do
3: that do families do that I know within my greater family I know that I've heard like one uncle like slagging off another uncle just because he's yeah. been able to get like a new BM or something. Like it's really common even amongst family, right?
5: Yeah, it it is. It's again like it's not all the same. I mean, it's a, you are like a product of who you hang around with, especially now with me with young kids. Like you can tell like what parents are like bringing up good kids, and like that's who we're hanging around with, and the ones that just let them run feral. I mean, but to say you can't, I think kids should be able to go and um like be a bit feral they need to fall out of trees they need to like break arms and like get into fights and i'm not so much of a a helicopter because that builds your character but overall yeah we we definitely have a right to complain i think it's not a right to complain it's a right to judge people because people like people says me oh you're so judgmental i'm like no it's good to be judgmental because you tell people (laughs) what's actually happening
3: Oh, I'll tell you what, you touched on a few things, though, when you were talking about, like, back in the day, you know, going back some centuries there. Have you ever studied the uh, Plantagenes before, Sentinel, have you? From, like, Richard Uh, II?
5: uh, I mean, not in depth. Obviously, we, like, glossed over it in school or whatever.
3: Holy fuck, dude, I'm telling you, I went back a few months ago, man, and did, like, some... I I basically went through the entire, like, from, like, uh, Edward uh, the Confessor, pretty much, like, all the way up to the modern era. And honestly, the Plantagenists, man, I fucking read and watched like quite a fucking number of hours. Like, and Game of Thrones, it's just got nothing on these guys. Like, it's the most insane, like, story. I think from around about, like, 1154 up to, uh, not the Tudors. It was before the Tudors again. Oh, we had that, like, little mad gap, didn't we, between them and the Tudors. That's right. So they'd have been around for about 200, over 200 years, I think. And then we had like the Hundred Year War, and then that's when the Tudors come in, and that's when we had like the Henrys and stuff, dude. Yeah, sh-
5: yeah,
3: fuck, holy fuck, dude! Some of the maddest shit I've ever learned. Like, I mean, like you say, we glossed over it in school, but when I went back and like, so it's like, like, uh, what, like nearly a hundred years, ninety years after ten sixty six, like England just a failed state, like in an abysmal, like mess, and then these cunts come in and just like change the game, like because
5: that's there, Rich, there. Richard the First. And Richard, like, the this... Rich, we Rich Richard the Second, uh, no, no, sorry, not
3: Richard. No, Henry the Second. Sorry, Henry the Second.
5: Right. Because so know, obviously, Richard the First, who like, um, kind of secured the port towns in the Third Crusade, like, because um, the first and second chances. He's was he a Plantager, or was he? A
3: yes, time? he was. He came. He came after. So Henry, Henry mm-hmm. the Second, would have start at it. So Henry's mother was Matilda, who was. Yeah. Uh, Not the queen, so Matilda was actually the real queen of England and she got fucking sent to Coventry basically. (laughs) 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 He got no Matilda, it's a very famous name actually. As an English queen, there's been a couple of Matildas, but Matilda Henry the Second's Henry, it's definitely Henry the Second. Yeah, his mother was really pissed off. I think she was like a queen of Hanover or something like that from the House of Hanover, she was really angry. And then she just sent him over, right, with a little squad. And he arrived at, like, the White Cliffs of Dover. And as he was on his way to London, all these, like, peasants and, like, independent, like, militias and started, like, joining them, you know. And he just basically fucking took over. And then from there, dude, the story, 1154, I think it is, from then to, like, I'd say, like, the late 1300s or something. The fucking dude, the, the entire couple of uh, centuries is fucking crazy in history, bloodthirsty as fuck. Like,
2: like I say, it makes Game of Thrones look like a fucking kids' fairy tale. Do you know about uh, for- is it Henry III? Italy, I think it's Henry the it Third. be Henry the Third or Henry the Fourth, right?
3: Uh, where his wife fucking killed him off by putting a hot poker up his ass because he was actually like a faggot in a cigarette. He was actually. So he was a you know uphill gardener, right? And he yeah, his I history. saw that episode of The Tudors. That was a good show. Oh, it's it's a, it's
2: a you, legend. True
6: story. You, Robert, when you say it's not a child's fucking fairy tale, or it look, makes uh, Game of Thrones looks like a child's fucking fairy tale. If you ever read the original fairy tales? They are fucking brutal. So the original what? version of Sleeping Beauty, right? yes this prince he he fucks this sleeping girl right rapes her and then she becomes pregnant and wake up and he feels the need or he he feels the necessity of murdering his current wife so he can marry sleeping beauty the girl
2: he raped while she was sleeping it's a very relatable
5: story isn't it
2: it is (laughs) I fucking forget
6: it's recorded. Of course, it, of course it isn't relatable.
5: Fucking yeah, yeah it's pretty dude, brutal. Dude. That's like the like the, the cultural norm at the time is just everything is like public executions. I mean, like is it on, like life for Brian when they've got like local hanging, like like local stoning? I'll have a, a few rocks and a, a packet of gravel. <laughs> <laughs> <That's a good> <laughs>
2: entertainment.
6: <laughs> fucking entertainment.
2: Now it's the only it's only like- gold. Fis-
6: sorry, fi- sorry but it's not physical suffering we are entertained over anymore now it's psychological suffering look at all the fucking reality tv look at us man death spiraling in this crypto space and just banding on and cheering on for each other's losses man we you know
7: suffer. you you know what my favorite new reality thing is it's called Wipeout. And I I guess it's a spin off of an old Australian show that was Wipeout, but we do it in the US. I just saw it on Netflix. Holy fuck. That shit is enjoyable to watch.
6: Just people folding, right? Wiping out. Yeah, just trying to do big, crazy obstacle courses
7: and then just getting fucking their clocks cleaned by these giant, like, actuator fucking punching bags of
3: shit. Wipeout is originally a UK show, right? Like all good things, it was born Utah in or Europe,
7: Australia. Australia, I think, yeah. maybe you- Australia came well
3: after us. we had white belt back okay. in the early two
2: thousand.
7: The Asians had it first, though, because I think it's a spinoff of one of their like crazy, wacky, zany show. You know how they do with their all shows. the
3: Japanese. You remember back in the 80s and that, the Japanese yeah. used to have the maddest TV shows where they would, like, torture these people. Like, did you ever see the stuff the Japanese used to do? Like, they used to starve people and put them in the middle of, like, the biggest buffet you've ever seen. These cunts hadn't eaten for three days, and they've got, like, massive, like, ribeye steaming in front of the face, and that your man's cry. What was that show called again? Oh, the Japanese one, man. It was amazing. I used to watch this, like... uh like uh, like late night Channel 4 stuff back in the late 80s. And that, does anybody remember the, there? Uh, like an endu- it was like an endurance show, a Japanese endurance show, and they would put them through the paces and like whoever was the shit that's got fucking kicked out and then until you won like, I don't know, a million yen or something. Did anybody ever watch that shit? I mean, if you like Wipeout, this shit will blow your mind. It's 10 times better than Wipeout, bro. I'm telling you. Did you have gladiators? Did you have gladiators in America or not? We look gladiator. Yeah, we, we, we had American
7: gladiators, and it aired right before Married with Children. It's the way we spend our evenings on like, Friday or well, Saturday night.
5: <laughs> well, all your um American gladiators were like all because in England, all like the black ones were called like Rhino Shadow, and just like just were, like clearly racist names.
2: <laughs> like
5: it, as like the, the I think there was one called like. Um, hunter wasn't there, but he was he was like he was the white guy. Obviously, wolf was the our, our main guy. God, that's dude. What was the memory.
3: woman? Oh, I love the wolf. I love oh, the wolf. What was the woman? What Falcon,
5: was the Falcon, oh,
3: jet? Was it jet? Jet, jet, the steroid, the man, the man that was on steroids that was just dressing like a woman, right? I've never seen a woman <laughs> like that in my life. Holy fuck, should fucking rattle your face. I just always remember
7: watching that. I really wanted one of those tennis ball guns when I was a kid. <laughs> I didn't give a fuck about the rest of the show, but man, I really wanted one of them.
3: <laughs> we at LaTel Sentinel, about Shooters. <laughs> we at LaTel Sentinel, that I thought when introduced you in the room the other day the Boss Selector. So you've seen. Uh, well, sorry, you've seen. Uh, You're now Boss Selector Sentinel, right?
5: Yeah, of course. Yeah.
3: And what, what about Dom Jolly? They didn't even know about Dom Jolly either. I'm like, what?
5: Wow, yeah, trigger happy. No, Dom I, Jolly lives down. Yeah, again, he lives um, near me. He, he lives in Plymouth. Um, New I didn't
7: know about the other the other dude. I didn't know about. I knew about Ollie G and Bo Selector from my my English friends
3: norway you knew about oh, Yale has known about also like a Yeah because I went there I
7: went there I went to the Homelands Festival in like oh four and stayed with the English dude and his mom for like a month. So I, I got like exposed to all that kind of shit and then going out at night and getting the hash and, and all that. So
3: neat, what neat, about neat place? What about uh what about the Mel B, you know from the Spice Girls the Mel B. Oh, me funny oh me funny sweating no, oh I need to calm it down did you say with a big chin, Mel B? With a gigantic chin, I mean, that was... Oh, so smells, smells like crap. piss! <laughs> 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 oh my god! I've got to watch ball selector after this short. Isn't that their Keith Lemon now, right? It's Keith Lemon, isn't it?
5: Yeah? It is, yeah. He didn't do Michael Jackson anymore, did he? <laughs> that, went down.
7: Fuck, that was my favourite one, too. When yeah, they it? did the Cribs thing,
3: it was like, Take your shoes off, bitch. Hee-hee.
2: shee hee so That
3: was hee Like, oh, I can't even do it properly. Like, I want that voice. I want the voice he'd use. hee like, Oh, my God. And that little bear, you know, the bear that used to get the hard on.
2: That's <laughs> a great show. <laughs> oh, dude. It was a weird, was so weird
5: cool. time for TV. That's what it was. It was a very weird time.
2: No, I would disagree.
3: I mean, one of the weirdest times for TV, in my opinion, the pinnacle of British comedy was probably something like Bottom, which came on the oh, back yeah, of like yeah. young yeah, one. So I mean
5: yeah, yeah, yeah. Adrian Emerson and oh. yeah, and Rick Mayo, you can
3: beat it, could you? Uh alongside I mean, I, I did like Smith and Jones, but Rick Mail like, and oh, and Emerson, I'm just like the combo of those two. Bottom, I mean they fucked it up with a movie. But the first series at bottom with a burglar and that, like taped on the roof.
5: <laughs> yeah. Did you ever go and see any of the live shows? I went as a kid to see them when they're like marooned on an island.
3: Bro, I'm ashamed to see it. I got the fucking chance of free tickets and I, and I fucking didn't go.
2: I pissed my ass around with some fucking bird I'd been trying to tap up for weeks and I uh, uh, big regret. Like, literally, dude, I just got, honestly, I, I just got a fucking hand under the jumper and that was game over. And that night I was like, fuck, I could have been out to watch Bottom. I was devastated. <laughs> I caught a
4: Evanson who was interviewed by Graham Norton on his show. I just watched it tonight, actually. And uh, he was talking about all those early times with, um, with Bottom and uh, the young ones. They were classic punk. It was just—it was the evolution of that era for TV.
3: Well, actually, they all actually emerged from uh, uh, what was it? Not the nine o'clock news, is it? I'm sure. Not in the nine o'clock news was the original incubator for them. Like, but all of them, there was like what about six, six of them, seven of them on there maybe. You know what I'm talking about? Or am I just the oldest cunt in the room? <laughs> no, Probably.
4: We, uh, we, di- we, didn't get, we didn't get that. No, no, we didn't see. Because a lot of our TV was British. You know, we had faulty Towers and we had... Um, uh, uh, who's the... Black John books Greek? and Red Dwarf.
3: And yeah, Red Dwarf, yeah, yeah. That was Red the- Dwarf, fucking yeah, hell. Yeah, the the early good. Red Dwarf. The early Red Dwarf, though. Uh, Dwayne Dibley. can anybody remember Dwayne Dibley, the cat
2: Dwayne Dibley. my name is Dwayne Dibley.
7: holy oh, fuck man he's the me. best character every time he walked by a mirror he'd be like how am I looking today oh I'm looking
5: oh, good <laughs> like moonwalk away from it It show's yeah. so good when they like there's like an episode where they all like wear like disguises and the cat like is wearing his normal clothes over the disguise because he's like thinks he's so cool oh I love that as a kid.
3: Oh, the the first two seasons of Red Dwarf were insane, you know, because they changed uh, Holly, right? Like, they had, like, a man and a woman, didn't they? The the two were two, like, the two different ones. Was it season one and season two or just season one? I I think it was season one and two.
5: Yeah, they're both both producers of the show, weren't they?
3: Correct, yeah, yeah. Uh, Your man in that Lister. I love the fact that they just ripped the piss out of Lister in that series. Like, he went on, what did he do after Craig Charles?
2: Uh,
3: uh, he, was I, I was in I tell you what Sentinel did he used to watch Robot Wars like every fucking Friday yeah year. it was
5: it was religion yeah and then eventually he started doing like DJ sets and he'd come down to like he'd do like all the uni towns so obviously being like 18, 19 at the time you're there and obviously like you get chatting to him because he's off his face on MDMA in every single one of them. So, like, we're, like, we met him a couple of times and we're like, oh, we loved you in Robot Wars. We loved you in Red Dwarf. And then, like, the next person would come up to him and be like, I loved you in Robot Wars. I loved you in Red Dwarf. And he's just like, yeah, like, God. Yeah, there's a lot of memories. He was now.
3: He's, oh, he's an old schooler, him, man. Same as a man out really? of, like, uh, this is England. So was he in Grange Hill? Because... Like, a lot of these, like, British, like, stars of that era came from, like, Grangell and that, didn't they?
5: Yeah, I, I, I don't know if if he did or not. Yeah, I know, like, Jill and, like, Biker Grove and all of that.
3: Took us us look, took us look. Josie Giants, uh Jill, they probably, like, created more TV stars, like, mainstream TV stars in Britain than any other fucking shows. Like, all of those cunts became fucking famous in the end, like, proper famous. Like Green Hill had so many, like about 25
2: top, top British TV stars came through Green Jill back in the day, yeah?
5: So, what does Atom and Dublin got in common then?
2: <laughs> What's that? Uh, oh, they're both on fire right now, aren't they? Basically.
5: <laughs> nice, yeah, yeah.
2: So a Prop 8, uh, 848's on its sauce, right?
3: Is it eight four eight or three? I can't even remember. Not gonna pass. Yeah, eight four eight. Yeah, not gonna pass. Uh, I think that's quite a relief because I think there should be a case study uh, done now. By the way, Finn's dropped off to say he's gonna go and get some work done, like he should do. Uh, I think there's yeah, gonna probably, have to be a yeah. proper case study. I think there's gonna have to be real independent researchers coming from accredited like uh, academic institutes and like if you're gonna get a prop through now after. See, people didn't think that compound for me Atom 2.0 failure with this failure and what they did in the middle of the community tax, the sidestep, it it, doubt, blah, blah. We, are, we all know. We all know. We're not going to go there. We're not going to cry over spilt milk, but you've got to say, OK, well, Atom 2.0 was a failure. It's not what the people think is right. 848, eight, the haven is a failure. It's not what the people want. So maybe the people that are putting these props together are not the best place people to do it. And maybe we do need an independent, like academic uh, institute of some kind. Cause I'm sure I'm not academia. If you said to some uni, Hey, would you like to look at this and see it like some uni math department, right? Like, you know, I'm talking that, you know, the kids who were gone for PhDs or whatever, right. Or computer science. They're going to look and they're going to go, right. Okay. Get, let's have a look at it. And not for a fact, the oh, world well, unions are fucking day this knee no problem man. They've got loads of funding, loads of money for shit like this. But like the con, there should any of the previous proposers or people who were named on there shouldn't be attached to any other proposals anymore. And that's it, and it should be just once once a uh, uh, a whole fucking synopsis has been done on the entire thing, right? And it's decided, right, there does have to need to be a change. It's with this particular thing, and this would pick it, up. and it goes up and it gets passed. Well, then it just needs to be hard coded in. And we all need to
2: shut the fuck up and just have like standardized tech developments instead of tokenomics revisions. Because, you know,
3: I'm going to be honest to you, people. I mean, I get when people change governance after launch, right? i did get it i didn't agree with it you should have all your governance parameters set in your mind clearly distinctly before you even launch if anyone knows go and look at all of the chains that have launched right over the last two years IBC basically changed right go and look at the first props pull up on all of those chains and they're all a change governance parameters right why because they didn't get it right first time every time never get it right actually whether it's the quorum, whether it's this, whether it's that, every fucking single chain, nearly all of them, their first prop is some form of governance change. And it normally gets put up straight after the fucking token launch or the genesis or whatever, right? Like, when do we stop having the atom fucking tokenomics conversation? Sorry, like, I'm. this is the point I'm at. I'm just fucking sick of it, right? Clogging up my timeline. It's fucking boring. We've got people like, Mm -mm -mm, mm-mm-mm trying to make his name off it. We've got people like mm -mm mm-mm-mm trying to think that they're going to make their name off it. No, they have actually, haven't they? Uh, uh, They'll remain nameless. And then you've got these plebs like, you know, Ethan Buckman thinking that they know like solely what's best for the ecosystem just because he's read a shitload of books on fucking monetary policy that fucking was around in Italy in the fucking early 18th century, the mid-18th century. Like, get the fuck out, man. Bring a team of complete independent experts in. If you have to pay them 100 grand, you pay them 100 grand. I'd rather spend 100 grand there than make the biggest fuck up in Cosmos history, right? The only reason that this prop is not passing, or when I last looked, there wasn't, is because of the doubt in the community. And obviously, you're the doubt in the validators, or I mean, people talk about personal interest, but go and talk to some validators personally and you might actually find out that they have got like proper doubts about it right but the community obviously if it's just we're community vote the are doubting this right
2: yeah they it the,
3: that yeah. haven't solidified it and consolidated it and presented it in a way where it can't be doubted uh Sentinel. when you do yeah. these things yeah. like this magnitude you need to say look this is this this is rock solid and they just haven't done that bro
5: no i agree i mean i saw some good um uh, responses on it, uh, with people saying, well actually, uh which is good because obviously Jay is saying it's a staking token. I agree. And he's saying needs a consensus of two to two thirds of it uh to be staked. And people were saying, well actually you can still achieve that amount of um staking ratio but have a lower um APR. And then there was like um but it needs to be looked at, I think, I think car car and a couple of other ones but yeah 100 percent, it needs to be seen because individual people are like i want inflation to be cut because it will make number go up um which is fine if if this is all just from an economic ie we want to make money point of view brilliant cut inflation it will hopefully um less coins will be made than are being used thus number goes up and obviously all the big validators are obviously voting no because that's Hitting their bottom line, so it's just all yeah. Just I think governance needs to be changed in a whole lot of ways. I mean, one thing that really gets like is interesting to me is why is it why is it public? There should be surely there could be a a system where you could be anonymous in voting. Um, why do you need to be um, in the open about voting on some government's things? Maybe not all the time, but certainly I like the idea of it being there because. If it's open, what I see at the moment is a lot of like, it's just you can get agents of subversion to come in and just try and like change your view, threaten you and coerce you. Um, Obviously, on the flip side of that, it's good to see what everyone's talking about in the open so you don't get kind of backdoor deals done. But I think that's going on anyway with any kind of system or oligarchical system, which every chain is. I know there is, we all talk about. A good game of governance but that's what it is ye who has the most tokens has the most say um so i think the whole kind of how we vote within governance needs to change but also quite getting people who are like a third party that have been from the community pool fund spent get them on them like this is what we've looked at we've looked at other chains we looked at other projects we've even gone out of crypto and we think that um x can happen you can have the same apr with less state or less apr with more state whatever like um it does it does feel and i agree with it It does feel like it's almost kind of been thrown up um little to be spoken about maybe there wasn't on on on, um a commonwealth type thing but i mean i haven't got too involved i'm probably um out there i know sentinel our old team we we used to run a validator. On on Cosmos, um, that when the old guard were in, it's actually jailed at the moment. It's got quite a lot of um, <laughs> atoms on. But um, if that was there, we would have voted if we were into the set, if we we have access to it. And um, me personally, I would have probably voted no, for the reason not of it, but for what you're saying is that we need more to kind of um, more discussion, which people would then argue you should abstain, but. Again, I would, I would never abstain when the answer is no is so broad. I wouldn't know with vita. I think that's maybe a bit a bit harsh, but I, do, I think no is the right answer. But definitely, it's something to come back and talk about and get people in.
2: You see, it seems to be the proposal itself, though it seems to be a little like
3: backward looking, like obviously having 2.0 point zero field that was like the first proposed like change. But at the end of the day whether you're Jay or whether you're Ethan, you're going to look back and go, right, we fucked it up. Because the way that uh, IBC is being set up, the way that Raylan is working, like the reason that all this shit's been going on about the hub is because the hub is becoming more and more redundant with more fucking IBC and IBC going, more tech on the fucking that side of the stack, right? Uh, I have to say, and this is one of the reasons uh, uh, that Cosmotham was so like uh, rejected as well right there's a couple of things on that i mean we're both
2: ah it's an interesting one if if you've designed and co written two like groundbreaking
3: world changing like props to the current system and they both get rejected maybe these people are not in a position anymore like, what they can do is take someone else's findings and then use that to try and find a better way. I'm not saying someone else has got to come in and say, right, this, this, and this. I'm just saying a highly trusted academic team to give it that stamp of authority, that stamp of approval. I mean, that that's I mean, even something like, that's probably going to get it through governance, right? But obviously, you've still got to have a good idea or a good plan or strategy, blah, blah, blah. We' now what we're talking about, that degree, I'm not going to ramp on about all the technicalities right now, but. Just to get my point across, the the failed, they're a failed fucking state. If this fails, what they're going to do, go back a third time? I mean, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me, right? This is how this is going to be. This is going to be the little boy that cried wolf, right? Because there's been well over a year, 14 months actually, between Atom 2.0 and this. And in the meantime, obviously, we're seeing the funding go through for informal. Uh, We saw the AA Dow go through, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, I mean, I can't be the only one that can see where this is headed. I think we all kind of know where this is headed, right? And that's, like, the weird thing is that, like, we're, like, I don't know. I haven't got any, like, skin in the game in regards to, like, financial skin in the game, in regards to the hope, But I have vested interest uh, morally and ethically. Because I know exactly like what it is, what it's created, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. But really, it's it's those people need to look in the mirror and say like we fucked up or come out of the community and say we fucked up. We totally got the model wrong. It's got to take a seismic shift to get this thing to where it needs to be, where we think it should be, top top 10, even a fucking top five currency. I mean, come on. Think about it. I don't know, mate. I'm just, I'm pissed off. I'm fucking, I've got loads of people muted now and loads of Atom fucking hashtags and cash tags and this and this. Like, I try to kick myself out as much as I can, but you've got to get involved, aren't you? So, hence the title, I Adam's on fucking fire. Like, even Jay's space the other day, so lackluster. Like, Jay, really?
2: You know, like, that's what we got from you. That's it. The best you can do, Jay. It's fucking shit. For what I listened, Pile of fucking pap. Did you listen, Sentinel, Bruce, Kyle?
5: No, it's 6 a.m. my time when it was there. And I was. Uh, I, he wasn't speaking when he was on there. So, um, what, what was the kind of like gist of what he was saying?
3: Oh, dude, I lost the will to live. I mean, he was going for about five minutes sometimes, and I just lost the will to live. And I, I just took that like the earbud out. I was on the train going to work, and I just took the earbud out, and it's like, fuck, this I kind of do with this. Like, he was just rabbiting about. Different states having their own validator sets and this and this and he just he wants to die on that minimalistic hill, doesn't he? But I also think he's shilling no land as well. Like he's like, I don't know, you you kinda work this guy out. Man, he's the weirdest cunt on earth, do you like?
5: Yeah, I mean part of what I've when Jay was on he was interviewed by Coindesk revealed new tendermint i was one of the people who i got in touch with coindesk and i i reached out to jay to kind of get his voice across because i I think he can he's been made out to be almost a a pariah on on everything and i think if we're going to stop the fire it's got to be a case of not of having entering into dialogue with with each other I mean I, I missed a space so maybe if I was listening to it at the time I might have changed my, my opinion but I, I think it's no best- no
3: I, dude I'm gonna back it up one minute I'm gonna back you up and just to preface my previous statement a little bit with you what I did say at the time was and I did, I, obviously I said it just the other day when I made this comment I just said to you but I also made it at the time of the interview I thought when Joe did the interview because my store did the interview with Jay. I thought that was, I thought Jay came up amazing. Mm, You know, the first one he'd done in a while and he came across as like, I was like really doubting the other side after Jay's interview. I was like, whoa, started doing more homework, more digging, speaking to more people, learning a few more things. Even Jacob DM me like 10 days ago, right? Jacob had an awesome DM me 10 days ago. And he's like, "I, I think Jay was right all along. However, as good as as he came off on the uh, Joe interview, I think he came off quite poor on the uh, on the space. Nothing of real like real good substance and like he, he just. I will tell you what, uh, how about this? He didn't come across as a leader. There you go. That's what I would say about that space. He didn't come across as a leader. It wasn't that he was a pleb or anything, you know.
5: Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, um, that goes on to is, yeah, that's the thing of how hierarchies form, isn't it? We're we're in a space that we don't want them, but yeah, we have a a natural inkling to kind of need them, don't we?
2: You've also got to think he's got no
3: one to answer to with EIB. And there's nobody going to say to him, oh, gee, that's a bad space. Or mid-space, there's nobody going to DM and DM him and say, oh, you're a bit lackluster.
5: I don't or- know. Um, maybe they're, I mean, if, if, if they got a comms department, which is, again, like Malcolm Tucker from uh, the thick of it, you need someone like that to basically tell you, like, if you were good or not, rather than just like the, I don't think he's in a situation where it's like the, the emperor, um, like, has no clothes type thing. Um, I think he, he knows it. He's he's obviously ridiculously smart. Right? So he's he's got to be around people like that as well. But maybe I'll go back and listen to it again and see, see what he says in there. But, uh, Dude, yeah. I mean,
3: a weird time. It was a weird time. I don't know where he was in the world. Uh, I was thinking, like, like where is he? But he did sound like a bit medded up. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he, uh, he did sound like he'd had a few meds. Like I said, if you compare that and, like, the speech patterns and that to the jaw one, you're kind of like, ah, that's not the same person. It's not the same brain cells firing, do you know what I mean? <laughs> just the co-articulation, just the co-articulation and the like, he might have been in a hammock with a mojito, could have been two in the afternoon for all I know, I don't know, but I just know.
2: Yeah.
3: I pick up on things that like, I'm supposed to pick up on in my job. Like right? speech and sound and stuff is like drilled into me after like, you know, i what, how long now? Pff, uh, 14 years. It's like tuned into me i right? like if someone can tune a guitar like sound pragmatics semantics like everything to me is just all sewn into like one big like clear understanding of how people communicate
5: yeah that's a good insight i'm gonna to have to listen to both of them now compare but um i think overall um i agree no i think no so but on the understanding that you get people in who don't have a rank opinion like me. <laughs> I, I mean, I have no like at all any kind of like valid, well, any value into giving a, an answer for it. Other than I don't think it's the right choice long term. I don't, I don't want short term number go up. It's, it's past that. How, know?
3: how do you feel about this statement? Because your man's come in, your man's come in. So I'm interested in how you feel about this statement. Adam Adam doesn't need to be sexy because Neutron already is. How do you feel about that statement? Yeah, I like it. <laughs> wait, wait a minute. Have we got a new tagline for Neutron? I'm just moving around the house, by the way. I oh, hope the Wi-Fi doesn't bulb. Have we just got a new tagline for Neutron? Adam doesn't need to be sexy because Neutron is get up, yeah. Lad.
2: Yeah.
3: Room's <laughs> take over while I go to the toilet, son. I'll just come when we back here Sure, man. Go poop. <laughs> No, every, a asshole, one,
6: but... every asshole got to poop sometimes. It's, num- just... it's,
3: it's, you know yeah. it's a number one, but you know I'm sitting down.
2: It's <laughs> a number one, but you know I'm sitting down. Because you're wrecked, Tom. No, I'm not wrecked. Tom.
5: I'm going to jump off as well. I've got a space <laughs> at uh, three o'clock, but as ever, gentlemen, it's uh, been an honour. I'll try and come back on uh, um, next week. Keep doing it. Next week?
6: Going. You mean tomorrow?
5: Uh, well, I'm I'm off to um, the Polar Express with my wife and kids and I'm leaving my phone at home so I can just not be on my phone at all tomorrow and just live in the real world. Touch grass, as they say.
6: Sounds good, man. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Bro, a pro tip, right? Instead of touching grass, go with the kids and touch some grass
2: eaters. They're going to love it. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. All right, guys. Thank you. Speak soon. Thank you for coming on, man. Always a pleasure.
6: So anybody fucking caught the rack pump? We had a small dip. Now we're just pumping like crazy. No? Better load up now, guys, before the market cap is going to be 1 million. Oh, I see we got soy in here as well. Came just as Robo was talking about how sexy Adam. No, sorry. How sexy Neutron is compared to Adam.
3: I haven't been fucking around on neutron at all. Did you just fuck me tagline up there? Did you? Just oh yeah, I did. I yeah, I'm out of the toilet. I, I'm done. Uh, bye bye, Dave yeah, I love, I love your man. He's class like seventh. He's good
2: crap. Uh, I, I might be doing a quiz show with him. He's, he's hit me up about doing a quiz show. A quiz show, uh, really? Right?
3: What? Content? But I think. I think Adams just totally and utterly fucking missed the boat, hasn't it? I mean, I'd love to give like an, a real life-like analogy, you know, especially like with something like this, you could probably like uh, compare it like a relative or something, couldn't you? And like, do you know when you have weddings and christenings and all oh, what we, in English we call, over oh, the North East, we call uh, hatchings, matchings and dispatchings. Do you know that? Or not? Have you heard of that before, Bruce? No, hatching,
6: matching and dispatching. But,
2: Hatchings, matchings, and dispatchings, right? So
3: you know, uh, births like christenings, like or when you wet the baby's head or something. You know, when you yeah, have yeah, like yeah. the christening. So that's a hatching, you know, hatching like uh, out of an egg, you know, baby chick out of yeah, an egg. yeah, yeah. Hatching, and then when you get married, it's a matching. And then when you die, it's a dispatching. So, in it, did you not heard this before? No, it's really common where I come from, this spring. Yeah, but it's not common where I come from. I never heard it but before, we, but it Makes sense. We though. talk about, like, when we meet up and that, you know, Hattons, Matchens, dispatching. I don't even know how I've gone at this subject now. I've lost my main train of thought. What, what, where did I start? Before I started talking about the fucking things?
6: I don't know, but uh, the red coin on fucking Kujura needs liquidity. So, the, the team is making a giveaway. I just posted it up in the Nest team is making a give a giveaway for people who are adding liquidity on coochie
3: in the everybody everybody wants a piece of rockman you know why shippers uh, yep shippers relentless dude do you know how much clout i have like what i did at the time i did peak or bottom peak old burrow fucking sentiment for not just the market, but for fucking racks, And I'm just like, it's like $70 for a floor price or whatever. And I'm just like, you haven't got a clue. I'm writing articles. And like, I have to be, or oh, I, I love to just be so subtle with like what I do these days compared to like what I used to be like back in the day. Like, I like, I look at me previous behavior and I'm like, nah, I don't want to be that like, person anymore. Like, I just like the way that, oh, thanks. I'm talking like uh, 21 AM, and I'm talking pre-rack. Like, well, you know, you know, Bruce. I mean, you know, I went through like fucking. I, I I talked about this briefly. I think the, the games and a couple of others, but I'm probably on one recorded one now. But you know, you know, I went through like two months of fucking death threats. The thing is, for me, is that like they didn't bother me, but obviously it was like the the first time in my life where I'd had like, you know that kind of thing happening or in particularly like over a raisin, like for this like i'm used to just i don't know, I really like beef i'm not used to online beef me i've never really had on sorry i've got the hiccups again oh red eyes here eh uh, fuck this. oh my god the indigestion it's killing me i have, have, have to have a mint i'll have to have a suck on a fisherman's friend bro
6: eat some rye bread and some green vegetables man
3: no oh, dude you know what i had before green the short know what i had before the show i had the uh, uh lab guy the spicy chicken mince salad the one i'm addicted to i mean fucking hell the thing is though the minute i started dude i started fucking sweating me bollocks off the minute i tasted it and this continued for like i didn't even stop didn't take a fucking drink like bro, i just knew bro, two bro, seconds bro, no, I knew, bro i knew two seconds in i was like rub off you're gonna eat the day just keep going i was like like, I'm not going back battle for food, I'm a fuck. Like I was just like, bro, go. Don't stop. Because when you stop, that's when the pain starts.
6: But Robo, you gotta remember you're an old alcoholic, so the st- the lining of your stomach Cheat. is all fucked up. So you teat- can't teat- eat all that
3: teat- spicy food. I'll slap the fucking yellow off your fucking teeth. You fucking Bro, you just <laughs> try it and I'll ah, listen to him.
2: <laughs>
3: listen to him. Bro, do you know what, Me, I just stand there and I just kick my fingers. And just watch the two of these go to town, man. Well, no, doesn't worry about anything in this day and age, man. What, uh, that what were you talking about? Where are those two fingers going, dude? We talked about this last night, though. Like we had some right mad conversations last night, because uh, obviously, uh, signal was talking about his like brother, who's a fucking smackhead, and uh, got one of them kick, uh, can, uh, uh, can he remember? Keno Coso. Keno Coso fucking hell! Oh, I, like, I couldn't remember that. Ah, if you know what you're doing, but this couldn't just like hazard the fucking like set on to people and that, and like fucking, I uh, was really fucking going at them last night. Like we had a good conversation about the difference with somebody like me, and like how I view my shit, and like. Like I say, if the government said to me, Oh, you need a license to like have these, I'll be like, right, okay, let's go. Wait, what do I do? wait let's go for the course, let's do the thing, let's bang bang, bang, Like, I've got an fear about that shit. Like, I'm like, but man, that signal last night was anyway. Anyway, hey, say, let's have let's pivot a bit. Red eye sun. hello son.
0: What's going on, man? Robo, I was actually uh I was thinking of you yesterday. Uh after after the space end, I went down to uh I went down to visit my family for Thanksgiving and uh, they live out in the the country um, in Southern U S. And so really long windy country roads. And I was out riding my motorcycle actually no, not my motorcycle. Uh, One of my family's new motorcycles that they just got. And I fucking loved it. And it made me think about you riding one of those little motorbikes in Bangkok. Uh, I think this is, I I don't know what sort of bike you have, or if, do you have a
3: bike? Or do you, do you, uh,
2: yeah. Well, dude,
3: I, I, I do, but it's not actually here at the minute. And I'll tell you why, because when I brought you, do you know about me broken toe last year or not? No. So what happened is last year, I had like a freak uh, accident and uh, the big toe on my right foot. So obviously, you know. The right foot, yeah. It snapped underneath like my body weight. So like imagine like your toe falls like underneath, you know, your yeah, your yeah. your toenail heads towards your sole and then your whole body weight like comes down on it. And like the bone popped out like compound fracture. And it took me from like July to December to start and walk like normal again. Cause what I did is I didn't go in for the operation. I took the risk and a big risk and all, and it took me like three hospitals before I found a hospital that would just like stitch it up. I was like, "It's only a fucking toe." They were like, "You've got to have a proper operation, and you've got to wear the boot for three months." Blah blah blah. And I'm like, "Bro, don't, don't, no, I can't, can't, can't. Like, I can't. I, I, I want to go home and look after my dogs." And I was just like adamant that, like, now, nah, bro, it's a toe. And now, for a fact, my mum broke from big toe when a few years ago when I was a kid, and like. She just bandaged it up herself and sorted it out. And and asked for a fact, even how bad it is. Because it was where the bone came out needed to be fixed. I was like, just stitch it. And your man was like, no, no, no. And then I went to another one, another one. So to cut a long story short, I did have this mad injury. Bruce was in the group chat with all the fucking crack. He's saying the entire thing, like go through. And it was brutal, dude. So I basically didn't ride like... First thing is obviously uh, I had to have like uh, this metal thing on to keep it like uh, still like all banded up and that when it was stitched rather than like set back together and you know, put, put screw back together and because uh, I didn't I didn't want to go through that like I didn't want to have fucking metal in my me feet and in my toes man for fucking years to come I was just like let the calluses form I'll I'll put up with it it's not perfect but it'll do for the you know for what I need I'm careful these this. So, dude, yeah, I didn't ride the bike for so long. So the PCX, I just give the, the other PCX to her uh, for the sister. And since since I stopped riding the bike, to cut a long story short again, I quickly, since I stopped, stopped riding, honestly, bro, walking is something I never thought I'd ever do here. And since, like, I've been, tra- I've had to train myself. I've got videos on my personal Twitter, like, training myself to walk again on the streets really fucked up, like, even just a few weeks after. And like I'm got so slow making these videos down the street, but like if I had a bike, I would never have been able to hear this talk. Like and the thing is, like obviously I had the bike the other week. Like I've got one, dude. Got two. I just sold another one and all, but like, uh, di- like at the minute I just didn't need one. I just don't
0: they, like uh one. Was the other one a scooter like the PCX? I just looked at. It. I didn't. I didn't know what you were talking about. Uh, I fucking love Honda bikes, though. I. uh...
2: The other, one a Bio,
3: the other one was a Mio. The other one was a So the other one was a Yamaha Mio. Okay. Two two
2: PCXs,
3: two PCXs, the so and hers, and then a Yamaha Mio as well. We had a
2: Phenom as all, but we got rid of that one when she left. You ever had a uh, a Superbike? So, dude, in my real life, in my older life, no. But when I was young, and
3: I've never been like. I've never been the gamest bike rider. Like, so when I was a kid, I had, like, a PW50s, a QR50s, PW80s. Like, me old man, like, got me bikes when I was, like, five, six. Like, so I grew up, like, only the bikes. bike. Yeah, man. Uh, early teenage years, like, in early teenage years, I was on, like, KM- KMXs, 125s. Uh, like, scramblers, like, really, like, teenagers. Like, it was all about the scramblers and stuff, right? But then when I got into, like, trucking cars and that, like, me mate, Scotty, was just an amazing bike thief. And he was actually an unbelievable rider. And then I used to go out with him and just, like, we took a few few decent things, few R1s, fucking year, uh, 615 mod fucking thing. Oh, dude, we had some mad, crazy shit back in those days. Like, but I, I'm going to be really honest. Put me... It's like, have you seen Snatch? Have you seen Snatch, uh, the movie, right, where yeah, yeah, yeah. the dog, okay, the dog's in the cage and he pokes the dog with a stick and the dog's like, got, like, the biggest balls in the world and then he's, like, put him in a ring and he fucking shits himself when he's bricktops given that little story, right, and he's got the pit bull in the cage, yeah, and he pokes it. Like, that's Robo with a bike and a car. I didn't know if it's because I was in cars so young and like I did like crash them and I did like tipple and you know I ended up with my first car ended up on the roof. ex 3 I was like thirteen year old in Pennywell, Forton Park, pulling a fucking handbrake that shouldn't have been done like, and then at stupid speed by the way. I was lucky at all. I laughed about it, just not wrong really, just a few aches and pains. But bikes, I've never had that sense of safety. I'm going to be really honest with you. Like, I'm a lot more wary on a bike than I ever call like a, oh, you're yeah,
0: uh, not built to be safe. Like, I mean, at the end of the day, when you're getting on a bike, you you're taking a conscious or making a conscious decision to, to take a risk. You can be safe about it, but like, I don't know. The only reason I brought it up is because I I've rode motorcycles pretty much since I was 17, a little over 10 years now. And, uh, just started getting into, uh, super sports. Like I've always ridden, um, like I've got a, I've got an old school Harley, like 99 that I fucking love riding, um, just for cruising. But I also love the super sports. Those are fun as fuck. And I don't live in a city, so I don't have to worry about like the constant stopping and starting. Like I, w- I probably would never ride bikes if I lived in a city. Um, but.
3: Yeah, anyways, TLDR. Bro, bro, wait a minute. Yeah, I know you're an apex. I know you're an apex guy, right? Like, speed is something, like, see, I, I'm the guy that, like, loves hunting and shit, and you know what I love, I love traveling, hunting, fucking beautiful women, all the loads of good shit, good food, that, right? But, bro, man, this is, like, the real shit, man. Isn't, I like a fucking honestly these convos, guys. I'm not shitting you. These are the best fucking convos on spaces. I've been in so many spaces where I take like the same fucking trivia over and over fucking game man. Fucking get into it. Speed is insane. I have to see. I'll, I'll tell you, Red Bull quickly. Uh, Red Bull, <laughs> Red Bear. The fastest I've ever been on a bike, and I wasn't riding, was one six eight, uh, and that was on the that was on the XGS mod that, that we nicked right and it belonged to uh, someone in a fucking bike, a gang and all, but it was like his pet project. But I've done 168 on the back of a bike. And uh, like, uh, sorry, 168 and one like 98. But it's a flicks when it's at that speed. It kind of flicks, right? So yeah, I would say like in a car between like 198 and two or two, like miles per hour. So I'm not talking about miles. A few years in America do miles as well. Jeez, and, I- uh, that's quite in the bad. bike. The bike was twice, the bike was twice as fast as the car in real life. The bike was, and I mean, I'm talking, well, in the car, it was when we were coming back, actually. See, we've got one of the long as you enter the northeast, people, a lot of people don't know this, out of Yorkshire, North Yorkshire, and into the Northeast, right? Across counties, we've got like this really fucking long stretch of like long, straight flat road. It's really decent, and you can get some really decent speed up. And we took this Lotus Carlton, So the car was a Lotus Carlton, but it was like turbocharged. It was ridiculous. It belonged to a Northern Ireland copper. They were on holiday uh, and they just happened to be staying at like one of the beachside hotels down the, uh, on the Southern coast. And we just come across it and it was like, fucking honestly, bro, this car was ridiculous. Like, and I just remember like literally just having like one finger, one thumb on the steering wheel. Honestly, and just like, dude, it was just insane. It was just the smoothest ride I'd ever had. Like one ninety eight, the two o two, just like flickering kind of thing. You know what I mean? You're not like, yeah, you you kind of fucking fall down, obviously, like by them, blah blah. But like, you y- your muscles kind of like still twitch a little bit, and that can actually like, really honestly, if you know what I'm talking about, anyone who's driven at speed, because cars start to like make sounds and shake, and like bikes actually don't. Do you know what bikes at high speed didn't even make a like, a
2: noise, basically? You can't even hear it. Yeah. Plus, yeah, I mean with how with how advanced um
0: with how advanced these new bikes are getting. Uh like I was looking at and, and I'll I'll stop after this. I get motorcycles are like a kind of a niche thing. You either kind of hate them or love them. But uh yeah, now because one of the biggest issues would be like, as you're getting up to top speed, your if your steering doesn't dampen, um, then yeah, you could get like, um, wobbles on your, either your front or back tire, uh, like speed wobbles. And that shit is, that'll make your heart stop for a second. Uh, you feel that, but, uh, now, like nowadays with electronic dampening systems, you can. I mean, you can hit those top speed straightaways with with relative comfort. Relative is the key word here. Um, yeah, it's fucking wild. I, I loved it. It was a great way to end my night last night uh, getting to go out and ride again. It makes
3: me want to go get another bike. Dude, do you like quads? Because I've got to be honest with you. I oh, yeah. Oh, dude, I, I grew up on uh, dirt bikes and,
0: and riding quads.
3: Out in the oh, center of Florida.
0: Florida.
3: <laughs> fucking give me a big fucking Honda, big red six fifty or something. Fucking i love those motherfuckers. Honestly, you can put them up on two wheels and everything in your they like safe as fuck. They're unbelievable. Like so yeah, much dude, I grew up I grew up riding the, the Yamaha Raptors. Those
0: things were fucking insane. Like I should not have been riding them as a kid.
3: But dude, uh, have you seen have old- you seen <laughs> little games and stuff? You know, little games, yeah? And I know little yeah, games, right? Yeah, yeah. Have you seen little games and stuff like right? on the sand dunes and that? Oh, board. yeah, yeah. Yeah, where he goes out and he goes, Yeah, that's fucking dope. Dude, that's probably like fucking Nintendo fucking or oh, what PS4, PS5 fucking shit. That's like he's got this video where someone nearly wiped him out, right? And honestly, how gains did not die that day, I have no idea. He was telling me the story. I'm like, what? He's like, I'll send the other video and i fucking tell you what. <sighs> Guy just comes over this June is like games has coming like the other way, like, and this guy, like, literally just like misses them by like fucking not even inches, man. Like, so yeah, close. Have a dirt bike coming at you if you're opposing
0: them. It's another thing to have a, a quad coming at you. I mean, it's probably two, three
3: times your weight. It, it's just going to bulldoze through you if it hits you. <laughs> Dude, I've been watching some of this fucking, uh, what's it called? On Twitter, uh, is it A Thousand Ways to Die? It is isn't A Thousand Ways to Die. Uh, have you been, do you follow that channel? No. I was a kid on, uh, what was
0: it? Was it Spike TV or something like that? Uh, I, I forget what it was. As a, But yeah, I remember seeing it as a kid. I haven't watched it in a while.
3: Who was behind that? Spike TV again. I remember that I Spike TV was quite big, wasn't it? It was behind that again. That was that was that wasn't vice, was
2: it? No. It was some some big fucking outfit was behind that, right? It took me back to the day there, Spike T V. Bro, this Twitter. Holy fuck. I mean, Bruce, have you been watching it or not? Have you seen it? Thousand to Die or something? No, I don't think so, man. Holy fuck. So it's oh, apparently paramount shit. on Spike TV now. So
3: it's like it's like mad shit where like kids can out like climb out the window on that on, on the window ledge and then the parents try to get them and then like the parents like fall out of the building and that, to the fucking death and you're like wow and then the kid like gone walks back in the house on that and you're like fucking hell. What the fuck? I'm telling you like it's proper mad shit. You know, the, uh, the one I watched yesterday was mad. Now what happens? This guy on a forklift, he's on a counterbalance. So there's two types of forklift, right? Forklift truck, a counterbalance and a high reach. The high reach is the one that puts like the big pallets like up a height, and there's a counterbalance that unloads the trucks, the, the ones that can take like the more weight and that, right? And they've got the longer forks. The, this guy's trying to like pick up this pallet right? and this counterbalance. And like the, as he picks it up, it's obviously too heavy, and it tips forward. And there's this woman standing like behind, you know what she does? I mean, you know, she's not, I mean, she's a, bit, she's a bit big. I'm not saying she's fat or anything, but, you know, still out fucking big as a big woman now. Come on. She runs over and, like, jumps onto the back of the forklift as the forklift is rising in the air. But as she jumps on, because she, like, ran towards it and she just jumped and grabbed the back of the forklift, she, her body starts to swing. But as her body starts to swing, the forklift gets to the height where the pallet slips off. And then as she swings, she just like guns underneath and the whole forklift comes down on her. And then people like run over, and then you know what the fucking guy does. Like they're all obviously screaming and two guys try to pick the forklift up. And then your man in the forklift drives forward. Oh bro. I was like, oh bro, oh oh my god. Oh Jesus Christ. It was so bad. Yeah, some of my some of my closest uh
0: or is, let's say this. Some of the moments where I was like most let's say uh scared on a work site was was lifting like extremely heavy shit in a forklift like three four thousand pounds holding it above like twenty feet in the air, and just watching like the back end of the forklift come up as you're trying to uh shift its weight oh dude it still it still sends like tinkles down my- I've got videos of it on my phone and it still gives me like. Still, kind of rattles my nerves seeing it over and over I again.
3: A, I was a, it's a truck driver. It's
0: much like more. Uh, it's much safer for my uh, physical health.
3: <laughs> Dude, I was a no shit. I was a truck driver. I like fought with a truck driver for about eighteen eight months. Had both counterbalance and high reach uh, license. Like the high reach trucks that we used to drive, just like state of the art, three gears. Like like your steering wheel, you can control with your thumb and like just just dude how do i say this me and the crew back in the day and we were snorting like fucking more coke than you can ever imagine like we were on like fucking three four grams a night or something on the fucking squad we were like the da vinci's i don't know we used to like have competitions like to see like how many we could put away blah blah because you like got paid for like 120 pallets and like you know if you did 180 like if you stay, because you can finish when you've done your, your quarter, yeah? But if you finish after four hours, why not go and do like, you know, another 50% or something? We used to have competitions, bro, man, to see we used to like, literally, because it was in, uh, you know, like a Walmart warehouse. I mean, Walmart owned Asda, so it's like a Walmart warehouse, yeah? We just used to niche it, coked out our heads, be able to go and get a tray of Red Bull. So if anyone knows what I'm talking about, you know I mean? You get the trays of Red Bull, like they get delivered in the bars and that, and you get one of them. 12 cans and you just stick it on your roof of your forklift right above you on the grid, just stick it on the roof and you just drive around all night, just getting a kind of Red Bull and have a line of cork and to the toilet and doing what you're doing. Like, like Dave, honestly, it's fucking oh, it was unbelievable, bro. It was the maddest time i would ever had in my life. And I made so much money, so much fucking money, enough money for me to go and fuck off to a basin for a year. Like that was a mad time of my life being a forklift truck driver. Holy fuck, that was good, crack, bro. I'm telling you, but I never, I never shit myself. I mean, we lost a few pellets in that, but I never shit myself. Like, like I never had any worry. Like, it was just a it's very difficult. Uh, it's like an orchestra. The way that you can like move around with each other and manoeuvre and spin in the aisles, and then you reverse spin in, but you you lifting and tilting at the same time as you're going up in the air. It's like it's crazy. Like it's a real concerto. Concerto would be the word. Yeah.
0: That's a great way to say it. It's like a concerto you're playing with three fingers over here controlling your tilt, your your lift, and side shifters, and yeah. I mean, nowadays they got all these different attachments and shit that you can add to it to,
3: like, yeah.
2: Do you know know why you paid (laughs) paid
3: dividends? Red Eye. I'll tell you why you paid dividends for me. Because after that experience, and obviously when I was driving bikes as a kid, now. When I went to Australia and I went to work on the farms, when the farm season in like first starts and the
2: proper recruiting, you know what the first thing is that they say? First thing that they'll ask is, who can drive a tractor, who can drive a quad?
3: They've got like 20, 25 people, right? And there's like me, a couple of other Westerners maybe, maybe a couple of Aussie uh, people on probation. So they send the probation people to work on the farms, right? There'll be a few Burmese, some maybe uh, Vietnamese, some Korean backpackers. There'll be people there who are backpackers, but there'll be people there who's out to work. First question, who can drive a tractor? Bang, me. I I, I look at this tractor, I'm like, I haven't driven that, but I can. And they're not that complicated. They're pretty much the same thing. Who can drive a cherry picker? Bang, me. Never driven a cherry picker in my life, but you can jump in and figure it out pretty fucking quickly. It's not that difficult. There's only a few buttons up and down, back and forwards. Like. You know what I'm saying, and I uh, dude, I literally had all the best jobs in Australia because anybody who drives isn't doing the fucking hard labor. Do you know what I'm saying, bro? Enough. You failing me, dude? I do know what you're
0: talking about. Like going from a forklift to a tractor, it's it's so much easier. I'm sure you could go from tractor to forklift even easier. But uh yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. But anyways, I didn't. Well, I didn't hijack this conversation
2: oh going. no you gucci
3: on oh, dude you gucci man it's fucking funky friday we talk about what we want it's an open mic anybody's welcome to come up and speak uh please do change the conversation come and pivot like we're just like rambling like dude what is rack fm public square but i love vehicles but man i just know that like your kids it's one of the best things I've said about getting your kids like pets. If you've got kids, you should make sure that they've got pets to look after very, very young, right? Probably like three, you can get them a hamster. Why? It teaches them compassion, teaches them responsibility. You know, you make sure that they're clean it out and they are how to feed. It. And we, we're big on this in England. In England, we're really big on getting the kids like even goldfish when they're like two, two and a half. I had fish on that, two, two and a half. You know what I mean? You get them pets, right? The same is the same with my vehicles. There's nothing wrong with getting like, you know, six, seven years old, a little pw fifty. The, the, people worry about, oh, let's get them training wheels and let's get them, you know, get them a fucking little motorbike man. A little fucking auto. A little fucking QR fifty or something. Burr, 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 just fucking ride it around the field. You'll soon realize and they'll soon realise what life's like. Get them to learn how to take care of it and maintain it. exactly the same as them taking care of a pet, isn't it? And it teaches you something. Like, this is what's wrong with the world, man, Red Eye. When we were kids, this is what we got taught. To take care of animals, to fix machines. Now, what did it get taught? To make TikTok videos. I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, I was about to say that. How how to get on an iPad. Uh, how to get your parents' credit cards. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was riding uh, dirt bikes at fucking six years old, seven years old. And I remember my first crash. I remember, I mean, I started riding four-wheelers at, I think, 12. Because as contradictory as it might sound, dirt bikes are a bit safer than four-wheelers. Drove my first car at 12 or 13. Rode my first motorcycle at 16. Yeah, I fucking loved it. Luckily, I had parents who were... Or at least my, you know, my uh, dad was a huge motorcycle rider. So, like, it was always a constant presence
2: around me. Um, so, like, I, I was lucky in that regard. When I was when I was 12, 11, 12, I would stand on
6: top of cubic meters of waste wood from, you know, construction sites and shit like that. And I would stand there with... Uh, chainsaw, you actually saw that chainsaw the chainsaw that I posted and sent to you Robo, that's the same chainsaw chainsaw I used as a kid and I learned how to do it with that's a good piece of machinery man but yeah I would stand on top of all those cubic meters of waste wood and just fucking cut it up from the top and surely stag it away man, because that was how we got all our hot water and all our fucking, yeah all our fucking heat was by
0: fire oh away. you guys had uh, like uh wood burning boilers we had like a i don't a stoke, but like a
6: big ass oven out in the in our workshop that will heat up all
0: the house and boil all our water. that's dope. I'm actually getting a a, a wood burning stove uh insert put into my fireplace uh in like two weeks I, I've been looking forward to getting wood burning stove for quite some time uh the heat
6: you get from wood compared to electricity or even infrared is so fucking different so i'm a avid avid sauna man i go to the sauna as much as possible and my favorite saunas have always been the wood saunas so whenever the heat is produced by wood it's just a completely different feeling
3: I was going to say this became a huge trend in the UK back in, like, the early 2000s, right? So, like, uh, like wood burn, wood burners, like, in the house replacing, like, conventional, like, gas fires, yeah? Because we've always had, like, gas fires, right? But uh, traditional, like, uh, wood burn and fucking, yeah, I make mean, I remember me making one, like, 202 or something, 201. There was a big trend in the UK when, when the bills really started hiking in the early 2000s, yeah? That's why people did it because you know as well out in the fucking out in the country you know a lot of people in england for years have relied on uh oil you know oil heating yeah we, <laughs> we did the, we we the place
6: the place that we lived did the same and then when my parents moved in they replaced it with wood
3: yeah dude that oil heating system is fucking bullshit right
6: fucking bullshit to get that truck you know to come and fill
3: up your oil tank do you know, bro? Do you know do you know I'm old enough though to remember outside toilets? Bro,
2: do you do know you about know, this or
3: not? I know, but do you know that I have a
6: lot of friends that still has outside toilets?
3: So do you know houses in the fifties and that in England, like the one that houses houses, not the flats and that? Oh look, oh Winston, he's got found where have you found that?
2: I,
6: know, I, I live. I live right next door to a huge hippie community that was created in the early, early seventies. So it used to be an It used to be a military base, right? And then it was abandoned by the government, and then all these hippies moved in. And ever since, there's been a completely free and not free, but a completely open and illegal hash market at that place. So a lot of creativity, a lot of money, a lot of gangs, a lot of violence. A lot of crime, a lot of love is going on, and a lot of outside shitting, because a
2: lot of them have outside toilets. Dude, uh, can I ask you a proper question or not? Yeah, go so
3: ahead. So, you, did you see the, the thing in the Netherlands? You saw the election in the Netherlands, right? I, I, haven't haven't any, I haven't seen any of far. Okay, the far right government's just getting in, in the Netherlands. Yeah, uh, how much are you like worried or concerned about the spread of like an actual like far right kind of movement? Uh, obviously, we, we know the situation about all of these refugees getting pumped into like Sweden and that, and blah blah blah. We saw like Dublin yesterday. Are you concerned at all, like where you are? I mean, what's what's been the score with uh, Denmark and refugees? Have they been taking them in or not?
6: Uh, so we have been taking in refugees, but as soon as the Russian-Ukrainian war started, uh, Ukrainian refugees has been more valuable in the eyes of the government. So they have been just getting all these benefits, right? Um, there are some. At the moment, every weekend, there are huge demonstrations for Palestine, peace in Palestine, and pro-Palestine demonstrations. Um, And that is, of course, the the population that are doing that. Um, Some of the biggest demonstrations we've ever seen in Denmark are going on right now. So people are fairly open-minded, and we have a lot. We have a big, big Muslim population in Denmark as well. So... But yeah, so you're, you're
3: another Tinder box. You're another Tinder box that could go off. Yeah,
6: oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. So and I
2: actually—it's
3: it, bro, you know—it's
6: staged, not staged, but it's created. Like, it's it's supposed to be a
3: Tinder box. It's supposed to happen. Correct, correct. I actually uh, got a bit of a shock when I looked at some stats because uh, they have changed over the last like sort of ten, twelve years or fifteen years while I've been in England. Have you seen uh, the murder rate in Sweden? Dude, wait, oh, yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. We're going to talk about, oh, dude, we're going to have a full show about Sweden. I know exactly what's going on in Sweden. Let's have that convo in a minute. But, dude, do you want want me to be honest with you? Of course. So do you know that England, uh, sorry, the UK, the UK, not England, the UK, do you know that their population is now 34% Asian? The UK?
2: Does that include... uh,
0: are you including the subcontinent, uh, in that, or like
3: just of course? Vision? You've got, you've got. No, 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 no. I said, I said, uh, Asian, right? There was yeah. a specific reason why I said that. Obviously, the subcontinent is included in that. Yeah, we do have a very long history with, obviously, India, Pakistan, Bangladesh, blah, blah, blah. But that is a rather. Bear in mind, it was like in the minimal single percent in like 1952 1954 like think about it 34 percent bro is a huge number a huge number for a little island i'm sorry like a little island that like nearly 70 million people 34 percent that's a big squad that but obviously the thing is the asians obviously they're all of their own Shit, don't they? You know what I mean? Like, you find the Indians are more aligned with, like, you know, British standards, but, like, the Pakistanis and that are not. The Bangladeshis are kind of in the middle, not one to upset anybody. Like, and then you've got the hardcore, like, fucking Arab section, blah, 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 but 34%, that's quite a decent number, that. I was shocked at that. I was actually quite surprised. I didn't realize it was anywhere near that. So, yeah, Bruce, what about Sweden? The Somalis? Bro, there are
6: Swedish murder leagues now, which are also responsible for the rise of murders in Copenhagen. So over the last couple of, yeah, let's say three, four months, there has been an, an increase in murders in Copenhagen, uh, and most of them are done by Swedish hitmen from Malmö right, who are part of these Swedish murder, murder, murder leagues. And all that shit has caused the Swedish government to utilize NATO troops. So NATO troops are being deployed in Sweden to protect the Swedish population against the Swedish population. And the far-right movement in the countryside in Sweden is blooming as fuck. It's just growing and growing and growing. Did you say
3: Malmö there, did you? Yeah, melmute yeah yeah uh because they obviously they've got a football team uh they're actually one of the only squads out of uh scandinavia that actually have like any clout so on uh king of the streets which if anybody knows what like uh if you don't know k-o-t-s king of the streets well that's up to you you're probably if you're not like us where we wake up and choose violence every day you probably shouldn't go and watch it but if you do like a bit of the old ultra violence little clockwork orange uh reference there if you do like a bit of the ultra violence then you should go and watch it but uh malmo is like the only uh scandinavian team that any put, like, ever puts up any decent like people and they've got some decent boys like
2: like i've seen some bad boys come out of malmo like they're 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 a bit lethal up there they're a bit tasty right Absolutely no, but it's crazy because Sweden, is, Sweden, has always been very, very calm,
6: right? But it's, as you say, it's a tinderbox in construction, man, and those guys have fucking had enough. Fucking had enough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna
3: give you a bit of a shock here, and it might not be something that you know about, right? But okay, so out here in like a Thailand, Laos, Cambodia, Vietnam, to were degree, and Indonesia.
2: Guess it was some of the most prominent paedo tourists. So you know about the paedo tourism, right? Yep. Places like
3: right, okay, like that. Like I've seen it firsthand. I've seen people caught in sting operations. I've seen everything you can imagine. I've seen it's fucking terrible. There, there's parents say like oh, I'll happily sell that kid. Trust me. Two, three, four, five, six years old They don't fucking care. Just the world that we fucking live in, right? But you know I was one of the worst? The Swedish. And that's ne nice shit. That's no fucking shit. I met uh, like a Swedish cop working for Interpol and I met him in the Gili Islands. Fucking hell, this was years ago, 15 years ago, something 16 years ago. And he was like, he was with his missus and he was like, oh, she like flew over to meet me. I've been on this operation, blah, 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 in from Cambodia. And, uh, you know, like he was just on a week off uh, kind of thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? And his missus had come over to like meet him, and he just like, read, let's like, bang over to the island. It was on uh, Gilly T. And this dude was like, proper, like it was like a Swedish liaison to Interpol. And dude, he was telling me, he's like, the fucking Swedish, we're, we're fucking chasing them like all over the place. Like, like, it's really bad. Like, they're involved in fucking gangs, and there's like shit. And it was like, I spent about five hours talking to this guy over like mojitos and blue lagoons and blah 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 hey i was fucking smoking joints like there was nick because that's the island that it is there's mushrooms and joints everywhere and like you do what you want there but yeah, man, dude this guy was like the propagate liaison in the poly like when you're mad traveling and going to mad places just at crazy times you don't know who you're gonna meet like randomly out in hong kong i met like the uh, marketing director for asia for heineken you know heineken brooks right and i end up yeah. uh, i know you like Carls- carlsberg better but we went out in the piss me and him just and he paid for everything all night, and we had a mad time that was like like we just meet random people but yeah bro that's a fucking true story that like the swedish are really really bad international people like the known for it, mine Sorry. I, dated, I dated
6: a half-Swedish, half-Polish girl for five years. She grew up in Sweden. She was the most intense, crazy lady I've ever been with. One time she tried to take out my eyes and pull off one of my ears, man. So yeah, they are intense. They also have a lot of repressed anger in Sweden.
3: Like, they have a history of it. Dude, I don't know if you know about this, but do you know in the far north, do you know about the crabs? and the crab processing plants, where they go to work for like like four months of every year and they work like ridiculous hours. Isn't that like Northern Sweden? Like obviously they catch the crabs off the coast, but then they bring them into the plants, right? Because I had some Finnish friends as well that like left Finland to go and work on these uh, things. Bro, they were telling me these stories. Is it the king crab or not? I'm trying to think which crab it is. It's a very particular type of crab. I think it's the king crab, actually. You know where the, the king crab are that only eat the legs, yeah. Do you think it's a virgin lobster? No, 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 no. I met I met these like Swedish people. I wouldn't say they were like rednecks, but they're kind of like are like you could imagine if they were like. They call, them, they call them johnnies in Sweden.
6: What's that? What do you mean? They call them those uh, kind of redneck, little hillbilly kind of dudes. Oh, okay. That also that also idolize American culture. I was about to say you're jokes. making
0: me feel good using a, the term redneck to describe someone outside of <laughs> South
2: like
6: But that. the funny America. thing, is, you know, you know what a redneck you know what a redneck is? It's the Irish. So they uh, call them redneck
3: because they okay. would get a redneck when they worked in the sun. You, well, yeah, you can say that so they apply that to the American continent. They apply that to, obviously, like you're saying about the Irish, and they apply it to the Australians as well. So there's a bit of a dispute about where it comes from, but it is about being sunburned on the back of the neck. That is where the term redneck comes from. It's got nothing to do with cowboys, blah, blah, blah. That is exactly where the term redneck comes from, is working out in the fields. And actually, working out in the fields is something that's taboo here in Thailand. Because working out in the fields all day long, you get like really dark skin, and none of the ties want dark skin. No, I want to be as white as they can, like these fucking superstars, and that, right? Yeah, they have like a snail white, isn't that what it's called? Oh, dude, they use every cream under the fucking sun to make them white. It's ridiculous. But I've actually seen a relaxed... So it's
0: like anti. So they're doing white face, huh? It's like yeah. total
3: opposite yeah. of black face. No, it's called. I, yeah. I have an it's issue called... with that. It's called. Am I allowed
0: brown. to have an issue with that?
3: Because the ties don't care, the ties don't yeah, care about you your also are white
6: heterosexual males, so you have no rights anymore.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's right. A... you have got no yeah. opinion, same as the rest of us. We've got no opinion on this, Bruce, right? We're not allowed an opinion, right?
6: No, no, we are the beta cocks of the male human race
3: <laughs> with alphas, actually, with the Pago alphas. I mean, I'm not saying I'm Andrew Tate, I didn't agree with the fella on everything, you're, but you're, I will. You're the trash can version of Crypto Cito. Wait a minute, you pleb cunt. I've <laughs> a, do I have a lisp? Do I have a list or not? I have a lisp, you fucking cunt. No, but so does Cito. So, do I have a list I tell you what, Cito's content, I've been watching it recently to see if it's like we're getting value for money. Cito's content is some of the worst fucking pants shit I've ever witnessed. In. I mean, what this is his better cook energy? You
6: wanna what, you wanna hear man? a crazy conspiracy theory theory I got? So I'm pretty sure that Jay
2: Jay is just Cito's alt. So let me give you a better conspiracy about Cito. His fucking pretend
3: girlfriend that he had on the payroll soon fucking disappeared, didn't she? When she had to go back to Columbia to fucking service clients and take out a visa. I mean, shall we go there? <laughs>
2: shall
3: we go there? Shall we go
6: there? Shall <laughs> we, bro? I gotta, I gotta make a, make a phone call, man.
2: Everybody
3: in Cosmos, will tell you, doesn't like women. Anyone who's anybody or anything, I'll tell you, doesn't like women. But wake up, people! It's no joke, is it? Like we're not, we not tongue in cheek for nothing. Make a phone call, bros. For how Do
0: much? Uh, for how much people bitch about COI when it comes to governance or any sort of community-funded stuff? Like we should know better now than to do this like i mean, anyways yeah I've seen too many you things get to fucked to up in you know real life uh, real life businesses and and now i've seen it happen a few times in crypto uh it's
3: unfortunate governance Boring governance is boring it's not sexy i'm sorry Right when you when you're running around minting NFTs and getting the dopamine hit from fucking hitting the mint button and blah blah blah, right? And this next project that could be the next hundred x, and we say pumps here and pumps do. No one's interested in governance. They've made it as boring and, and as benign as fuck, and they've just governance people out. Us, I, I kind of started to quit this like nearly eighteen months ago. Slowly but surely, just getting myself out of that fucking particular like cycle like a never-ending cycle. I mean, first of all, there's chains like Kujira and Osmosis where you you you'd have like notific- governance notifications like turned up automatically because of that many of them and then that insignificant blah, blah. But this, this is one of the things about proof of stake. And I'm not saying all chains are the same. I'm not saying all chains are equal. I'm just saying it's not really, it's not the pipe dream that you've been led to believe is it if a couple of just like major validators can swear the vote and the people that delegate to them don't like vote themselves for what they believe so the validators just get the rule of dates like there's not really any allocation of governance to the common man i mean you, you all know about the common man speech right very famous in history by your man like, where, where's the common man in Cosmos? I don't think it exists right now.
2: Some chains, I'm not say saying
3: everything.
0: I would say my, my favorite group uh, of, like, supporters of the Cosmos specifically, and, uh, you know, i got a bunch of reasons to back this up, and, and I would actually say they, they fit in this common man uh, group
3: would be Relayers. Um, like Couldn't agree the, more. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, they are servants. Like, they are oh, all.
0: In my opinion, those are the those are the ultimate chads uh, of our ecosystem. Like, with literally without them, everything's going to stop to an ass grinding halt. Unless you're just uh, using a single chain, which is probably like less than five percent of the people in the ecosystem.
3: And, like and you- on the back of what you're saying, I would just recommend. So I know there's been a lot of stuff with this new governance prop eight four eight. I would just say to people, guys. Go and look at the people. Is
2: that the Cosmos Hub the, new proposal?
3: The, the, yeah, the, the, the Harvin one. I'm just, it's going to fail, obviously, but I'm just going to say it to people, when you, if you're thinking about redelegating because you're not happy with people's votes, maybe if your validator has voted no and you're not happy, maybe just go and look at the work that they do on the relaying front, like what Red Eye is saying, because what I will say is, if you go and look at like Notional and uh, Cosmospaces and uh, some others, right, uh, Golden Rage and that, go and look at who's actually doing all the railing. And actually, people need to understand the cost of railing and how it works. It, like, if you haven't yeah. paid attention, yeah. right?
0: I'll give you some fucking numbers, because yesterday, or maybe yesterday or the day before, For lack of a better word, there were a bunch of Cosmos Hub relayers that literally stopped relaying. They said, fuck this. This is too expensive. We are loss making way too much. And they literally stopped relaying. And, you know, we're talking about for for smaller chains, they're good. They're like, uh, you know, I I know most about uh, Secret just because that's the ecosystem I work in. It's much cheaper and our community pool. Uh, help subsidize the cost for relayers right now, but like, uh, relaying from like Stride to Cosmos Hub, you're talking about 25 cents uh, per transaction, and the the people submitting the transaction that like we're not paying it. It's the relayers that eat this cost. I'm trying to pull up uh, how much how how many transactions that is per day, but we're probably talking like. 20 atom 30 atom a day i'm trying to find it right now but um it's fucking ridiculous and to expect uh your to expect these people to continue being loss making just for the just to say they put the the team on their back it it doesn't make any business sense and so
6: so it make it it made sense to to be a relay when the there was a bull market and you could fucking make millions or hundreds of thousands of the staking rewards in the commission right then it made sense because then it attracted new stakers now as you say it doesn't make sense anymore but i think jacob from notional is working on something right
0: well, i know i know lavender 5 just put up a proposal to to adjust uh adam fees to make it more or sorry, less cost prohibitive to relay, but also like, this is just a a band aid so to speak. We're just like incrementally reducing it. There has to be some sort of long-term solution that's put in place, whether it's fee markets, being able to put that fee on people. Like it still blows my mind. And I get, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I'm a fortunate person. I I have uh, a decent amount of capital and, um, transaction fees don't really bother me right now, but it still kind of blows my mind that people are bitching about like 10 cent, 20 cent transactions, especially when you look at the cost relative to other large ecosystems like Ethereum. Like I probably burned through a hundred dollars in gas uh, this past Wednesday. Uh, actually right, what was it Wednesday or Thursday? Right before the Kyber Swap exploit happened. I was using Kyber, I was using Kyber Swap like 30 minutes before the exploit uh happened and burned through like a hundred dollars in gas and then to come back and see like a like on secret it's like ten cents or some shit per transaction, nothing. And people are still like kind of up in arms about it. It's like, oh this is too much for a normal swap or too much for blah blah blah. It's like I think you guys need to go test out some of these other ecosystems and see how good you actually have it. I get, yeah, they can come down, but like geez. Come on, guys!
3: Oh, wait a minute! Can I just say, Robo was wrong. Breaking news: Robo was wrong. We've definitely flipped uh, 38. Haven't we? As resistance, holy fuck! Are we gonna? Are we gonna? I mean, we might see something unprecedented. But are we gonna have a run over Christmas? This might be mad. This might be a proper fake out. And like early January, a giga rug, like before pre mm' I I I've been different? saying that. I've been saying that for a month. Now. Wait a minute. I, I thought it was no. I'm admitting I might be wrong. I'm just saying I thought it was over for this year. I said to Jonathan, like Jonathan, we're not going to break like 30 years But he actually said, if we do break 30, we're probably going to run. I mean, 41 is probably the only real fucking resistance before we start looking upwards to like 54, right? Uh holy fuck so let's see i'm not going to get too confident now but i didn't think we were going to break 30 yet i really we've retested it how close that, that's a third that's a third retest right that's a third retest of
2: yep. that resistance
3: level
0: and we're yeah, broken which is good All right. oh I dude that's- is this, cool? i had a, I had a limit short open on bitcoin right at 38 so it's uh <laughs> it's, uh reminded me to go check that out maybe close it <laughs>
3: Yeah, I would get that motherfucking closed very fucking quickly. God, I didn't expect that. Like, I didn't. Uh, Crypto Dungeon, hello, son. Congratulations on your mint.
8: Uh, We haven't minted out yet, but uh, we're doing okay. How's it going?
3: No, I didn't mean minted out. I just mean congratulations on your mint. It's just an achievement getting it up there, and anybody buying one, like one version or one NFT, like, come on, bro. That's true.
8: Yeah. Thank you, man. How are you doing?
3: not too bad man not too bad i mean i probably should change the title but we've just been having a kind of laugh and a giggle like it's been shits and giggles tonight no guests just like random any convo you know
8: um i'm kind of like a little disappointed in the vote for inflation but i don't know i guess it, it is what it is that's how the governance works
3: first of all only real men say it, it is what it is i have to tell you that uh There's a funny thing about that, saying it is what it is. I'll expand on it a bit later, but do you want to just explain to the room why you're disappointed?
8: Well, I mean, in general, um, any kind of currency, if you have massive inflation, it devalues the currency. And, you know, while we are validators and we get commission from inflation, I think if the token price is less valuable for the entire chain and everyone who holds it, then it's not as good rewards anyway. I mean, I I think it's just good overall to reduce inflation if we don't have to have it. So I, I'm not sure even why a validator at the top that's making a ton wouldn't want the price to go up so they can get higher inflation and they can keep selling. It doesn't make any sense to me. And you're going to make money either way.
3: So you're talking about the cosmos cartel. Yeah.
8: Well, I'm not going to call him that, but <laughs> yeah, this recorded space. Oh, dude,
3: we we've discussed every well, we've discussed. I mean, we've discussed. J, we can say the things that you can't, you know. Uh We've discussed J. He's lackluster performance on the space. Many, many things. Yeah, dude, it's been a good space, actually, tonight. We've had very few listeners, but I quite like that. It's quite being quite intimate, you know.
8: Yeah, but you know, I, I thought that Cosmos Hub themselves wanted. To decrease inflation, I thought that was part of the the new tokenomics that they were trying to get past. So th- that's what I don't understand. It's just a bunch of big validators at the top that voted no, and I don't really understand it.
3: Well, you see, what you need to do is I've I've already said this. Sorry, guys, for repeating this, but he, he's mute the room. And Porabaru's here, the governance guy. I said this earlier. It's time after if this prop fails, which is probably going to right. It's time to give up the ghost for all the people that have written the papers and backed this and blah, 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 Ethan, Zach, it's time to step away and put it in the the hands of some independent experts at an accredited like university, you know, and really like say, okay, like should there be any changes? First of all, uh, if there is, obviously do all the fucking relative like risk analysis, everything else, right, cost benefit, whatever. And then if you decide that there should be a change, right, you've got to come to that decision first through a like investigative process, right? If you decide there should be or there needs to be, sorry, there needs to be a change, then you, like, you know, turn it over to people that, like I say, are
2: independent.
3: Like, all these people have got too much skin in the game. They've got too much of their own interests, you know? Like, Ethan's making sure that these company's going to... Ethan doesn't want his gravy train to stop, does he? That's fucking quite obvious. I mean, come on. Who, who would? It's the biggest milking cow in fucking crypto history for these fuckers, man, at the top. Like, they're able to milk this shit all fucking day long. And when you look at the tokenomics, like, you know, where does it end? Infinity and beyond, isn't it? So, like, do we all agree that something has to probably give? Yeah. Is this a solution? Well, the community obviously thinks not. Like, we need to take it out of the hands of the people that have failed and put it into fresh, new fucking hands and eyes and ears and say, right, objectively. Like, you can be objective. I These can't. After two failed props, you're not going to have any sign of fucking objectivity. Are you? Impossible. You can't be rejected twice. Oh, you're gonna run here the community. I mean, come on, right? That's just a human emotion. So the only way to be able to, like even have this conversation again is to put it in the hand of hands of academic professionals who are more than fucking qualified. Whatever fields this can be done for a project like Adam, how big it is. It's market capitalization, etc etc et cetera. Et cetera. You're
2: kidding me? Unis would love to get their hands on this. I can give you five unis that I know that would love to get their hands on this right now. Yeah, I mean, the whole community voted for decreasing
8: inflation. I mean, it was a couple of ginormous wallets that voted no. So it's really sad. But I don't know. I mean, I guess this part of governance with crypto is that if you hold the most tokens, you get the most votes.
3: But you've got to ask yourself to validate this thing. Like. I mean, what perspective is it? Let's be fair, Notional, who, disclaimer, do support the show, Notional, at least they came out and gave like a five-minute video explanation of why they thought the vote was no. And
2: i love Jacob, love to be
0: honest. That, that was awesome.
3: I don't usually listen to Jacob's shit, but that was mad respect for that. See, there's a few. There's a few, like uh, Lavender5 will do this, Polka Chew does it. There's a few validators that will really go and give uh, like a top explanation, right, about their vote choice, yeah. Obviously, Crypto CryptoSeedo's doing it now with Liam, Sato, blah, blah, blah. But like then there's others that are just radio silence. There's also, you've also, guys, got to go into the individual vote because if you don't know what you haven't done, there'll often be an IFTS link or a memo note. In like the memo that uh, there can be a link that will direct you to like a, a fucking PDF explanation of blah blah, but like the, what Jacob did, I mean, he was quite out quite early when the prop had just come out, and he's like he did mention Litbit, and he's like he's like he's right, and you know why? I was thinking the wrong way, and then Litbit said this, and then this is what I thought, and so yeah, Red Eye, I respected that a lot, and not many do that, right?
0: Yeah, the other like. probably the per the the validators i have the most respect for and want to support as much as i can is lavender five they're the fucking chads of relaying for the cosmos and they're also like I, i know the operators um talk to them fairly fairly often and they're incredibly um incredibly smart and capable of what they're doing and just always looking to try and improve things so Anytime I can, I'm I'm always looking to support Lavender
3: Five. So I don't know if you know this, but on the Rack FM Dow, they are our uh, second chosen validator for the the Dow Treasury for our journal. Uh, so obviously Gelato were our first because they contributed to us initially. So when we did get some other funding elsewhere, we were like, oh, we want to stake it, keep it obviously we knew where Juno was going on the way down, but we knew it would bounce eventually, we were just like State the Treasury, and we're like, a, the second validator was like Lavender 5, and I was like, because uh, Earth, Earth came on the space, like, and uh, we had a fucking great space that night, but yeah man, Lavender 5 are top quality, great validator, Lavender 5, Notional are a great one, uh, there's a couple of others, like, but there are like, real fucking people of to validate too, like, really sound, fucking nice people, like, that are trying to do good things. But yeah, man, respect at least respect well, respect to you with Jacob I either voted no. They didn't go no with but at least he came out and gave an explanation, Dungeon.
8: No, Jacob's awesome. I mean, we wouldn't I, we wouldn't be in the acts of set actually if it wasn't for him. He really kinda helped us out and supported us early on when we were getting kicked out six times in a row. So I mean it, he's got his own reasons and I respect that. I just economically I think Inflation just is bad for any token. I mean, if you look at Bitcoin and Ethereum, they're at the top and they have very little inflation and Ethereum's maybe even deflationary. So I don't
3: know. but But I don't think that's the question. I don't think that's the question, right? I think we can all agree with what you're saying. However, the counter argument would be is that particular proposal what this needs right at this particular time? Because we're under time constraints, obviously. So that's, like, we're not, I don't think anyone's like disagrees with you. I think we all are in agreement, but it's like how, when, where, why. I mean, that haven't all been answered, have they, if we're honest, right?
8: No, and I think they need to clear that up with the people that are voting no that are going to make sure that it fails all right, what is it that you don't like about this? and How can we address it so that everyone kind of gets what they need from it? So I, I think before we launch another proposal, they should agree on that. And, you know, have Do a, you have think
3: – okay. Do you think – I've, I've talked to a couple of people about this in private. Do you think
2: this is a power struggle? Of course. Okay, fair play. Okay, red eye. Do I think this is a, uh, a
0: power struggle between validators or –
3: uh, yeah validators in the cold
0: yeah uh i mean probably especially if you look at like i mean there are some metrics that we should probably remove from like th- things that are we consider pertinent during these discussions but like yeah looking at the concentrating of vo- voting power where those votes go. I'm not as concerned until we like clean up this like scam voting or spam voting stuff, or, or unless you like do a heavy filter when you're looking at these votes. Um, I don't think it's as pertinent to look at like, Oh, what did most people vote relative to, you know, validators? Um, because you can just get people, you know, spamming like really the lowest possible amount needed to be staked to vote. Um, but yeah, I, I liked what Crypto Dungeon was saying, like uh like the, the negativity involved with inflation and it makes me think about like why do why do governments uh you know, why does sovereign currency supply inflate? Well, generally it's to pay for debt. Um and this is just like a vicious cycle, and eventually the cycle has to be broken, right? Like you think about the US, like at what point will the US stop printing money in order to pay for its debts and eventually like you know whether it be other countries that say all right listen we're not we're not taking this new debt or the citizens that somehow uh, you know make this change where, like we're we're not doing this um eventually there's going to come a breaking point where it's like all right we're we're done inflating the supply this is not helping the way that um you know you in, you you said it would originally, or you you theorized it would originally. And I think, you know, there's some really interesting ecosystems that are doing great experiments with 0% inflation like Kujira, you know.
2: I was actually, when you started your spiel, I was
3: actually thinking about Kujira there, and I was like thinking, you know, how do you rate that like their approach and to, to yield and things and blah, blah, blah. Because that's quite refreshing, isn't it?
8: Yeah, the the other the other point you brought up, red eye, is the the spam votes. Absolutely true. But when you filter them out and you say, all right, fifty atoms, a hundred atoms is the minimum, it's still heavily voted yes. And then the wallets that have you know millions of atoms in them, they're, they're, they're the ones that voted no for it. So I think Demi's the one who did that filter, and he actually showed that all right, even if you look at fifty atoms and above, those wallets voted heavily for yes. So oh, that's awesome. I didn't did. know
0: I didn't know he had already done that. That's that's awesome to hear.
8: Yeah, I mean, so he like I mean with Juno you, you kind of see the same thing. I, I think during Prop 16 there was a lot of spam wallets with like 0.001 Juno in them and that that were trying to vote to make it look corrupt and I don't know. I mean, yeah, I hate that stuff, but even when you do filter it out, it's clear that the community is behind decreasing this.
3: So is, yeah. is anybody, is anybody filling bids? Is anybody filling
2: bids on Zeph? Just asking for a friend. Anybody filling bids on Zeph? No. No, I'm moving my LP positions right now. Oh, yeah.
0: Dude, okay. This is something
2: I'm surprised, you know, I don't talk
0: about this much because, uh, you know, I don't want to put myself in,
3: in... Bro, wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What happened to them bids there? Look at Zeph. Go and look at Zeph, someone, please. Go and look on the foot. Wait a minute. I need a one-hour chart here. Wait a minute. I'm in the back room. I'm on the phone. What? That bounce, like, fuck, there. Oh, see, the bids fill there. I have to go and look. Like, I don't know. I wasn't looking at the other books, but... uh, So, I just tweeted or retweeted the rock tweet from the other day. now where where is it? I have just retweeted. I'll put it in the nest.
2: There you go. bidden Zeph under forty. Yeah, two days ago. So bids just filled, right, fellas? Anybody bidden Zeph under forty or not?
8: I haven't. I haven't even bought any of it. But I don't know. I don't know too much about it yet. I, I do have to run. I do have to run soon. Um, I got have to spend some time with family. I was just in the hospital rounding on patients, but.
3: Yeah. Um lovely to hear from you. Lovely. You're always welcome. You always know nice. you get a platform, bro. We love you the bits, you know? You lovely guys. Yeah, you
8: guys you guys should consider playing our game, man. I mean, like, I have NFTs I'll I'll donate to, to Raccoon if you want.
3: Do that and get Bruce and B bands in it, but you're not know, was like the least gamer dude in the fucking world. Like, bro, I'm useless, man.
2: I just well, bought a like,
8: If the group of you guys wanted to, to stream with our dungeon master and actually have your own group. I could just give you a group and then you guys could stream on your own channel and your own, you know, YouTube or whatever you're using.
2: I lost um, the crew. I lost the crew. Cause there are some gamers. Like
3: there are some gamers in the group.
8: Yeah. I I'm surprised we haven't meant it out yet. I, I mean, we launched at a bad time. We were fighting with two Kuji projects and you know, uh, Stargaze actually crashed the day we launched. I mean, that never happens, but, um, yeah, we're only at 64% and I've offered like, I've cut the price.
3: Um, I'm don't take it now. personally, Do it. don't take it personally because well, it's,
8: not, it's not personal. Please I just, yeah, have
3: you read, uh, have you, I don't know if you have crypto before you jump off, have you read the Rack FM article about like our learnings from NFT launches? Like uh, Brasco wrote the full thing and I put it into like a medium article. We actually, in uh, Shane, re- you know, Shane at Stars retweeted it. He was like, "There's some good learnings in here. We learned some harsh lessons from NFT launchers, man. Is this your first, yeah?
8: Yeah, yo, can you send it to me? I'll I'll look at it.
3: <clears throat> yeah, yeah, we'll do, bro. But I tell you, I tell you what, just just look at this as like a learning curve. Honestly, NFTs are mad. There's, oh, dude, I could talk to you about so much shit you wouldn't believe.
8: Well, we don't, but like- we, don't we don't need the proceeds at all. I mean, I'm donating all of the proceeds to the Dow anyway, so I, I'm not getting a dime from it, but. The whole idea was that it was going to build our community and get more players interested in playing. And then we were going to launch our game now, which we're still going to do that probably within a week. But I, I just wanted to get more players involved and
3: get more hype. But you've, yeah, you've got to have comparative metrics. I get where exactly where you're coming from, dude. And, know, you know, I'm the same with the music, with distribution, blah, blah, blah. But you've got to look, you know. At like a comparative project, not the ones that like say minted out like the PFP ones. Like you've got to like look and say, right, okay, what other project is like us? That's what I did with the music. You've got to say, what what other project is exactly like offering what we are? I I probably think would like I don't know if anyone stargazers actually they got the same like value prop as what you have as an NFT, right? There's, I don't think so. I don't I don't know if you've got a comparative. No? I don't
8: think anyone's doing what we're doing. I mean, basically. For twenty five dollars, a lifetime membership to a uh, to a a play to earn gaming platform forever, and you just need the NFT to play. In order to earn, you have to stake and have the NFT in play. But I mean, it, it's a pretty good deal. When you talk about utility, it's two hundred dollars per game for our dungeon master to play. So it's it's not cheap. That's why we have to roll it out as our profits allow. But I mean, it's going to be an awesome game, and we're going to have hopefully multiple groups playing in the same world together and be streaming everything. So it's gonna be a lot of fun, but we just gotta get our name out there.
3: Every every time I've spoken to your mind, every time I've spoken to you, you can always tell you, particularly that you're in it for like the love. And like I listened to your dungeon master at the Cosmoverse, yeah. And like you just can kind of tell it's not about money, profit, blah, 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 but it's about like just you have got this thing is it like you know gaming geeks yourselves is it just like kids like oh look what we're creating and blah 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 like come along for the ride like dude we all get that proper vibe from you i think when we listen to you anyone with any sense knows that you're just in this because you love this shit. that like your little
2: hobby right i appreciate that i really do Yeah, you know yeah we all have hobbies
3: growing up as kids right we all dream of things and fairy tales and blah, 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 right?
8: Yeah, man, it, making that happen, you, you have to have a purpose in your life. And I, I think, you know, I don't really need the money from it. The money's great. It's it's a tool that you can use for, to get happy. But building something with your friends that's fun and, and really playing games with your friends and, and building a company together is it's awesome. That was the idea.
2: Dude, can you remember those books
3: when we were kids, right? I don't know, like, I might be I don't know, before your time, but you used to get these books, right? And you used to, like, read the beginning, and then at the end of, like, the first, like, mini-chapter, it will give you, like, a choice. And if you selected this choice, you went the page, blah, blah, blah. It was your adventure, you yeah. Bro, they were the great, imagine, like, like, n- like I like... like had a a of those books. NFT's, Ah. Yeah. Oh. Imagine, I I actually adapted this uh too because I love to invent shit for English classes. I actually do. No shit, invented this uh, or reinvented this uh, technique or whatever for English classes. I so, yeah, like nobody had done it, and I always think about what I can do fresh, current, new. And so, like, I created this whole thing where they leave Thailand and they go on a foreign trip, and obviously, they like, they can pick where they go. And then when they get there, like, they've got to make this choice about this, and then this choice, blah, blah, blah. It took me fucking, dude, probably took me about 40 hours to create this, like, fucking thing, like. And it was really good, like, and it was potentially the same. You just bring people into this, like, world where they just get immersed. Like, I can do this in a language classroom, never mind with, like, computer screens and graphics and stuff, right? And they with just, like, a PowerPoint.
8: Yeah, I mean, it's a great idea. You guys should, I'll partner with you on it if you wanted to launch something like that. I mean, you'd have to be good at storytelling and make NFTs that you could choose which path you're going to take and somehow have a story
3: associated with it. I don't know how... Oh, dude, we've got many raccoon stories. We've got more raccoon stories than you can believe. Like, So like you might make a choice where you fuck up and you're out and then you have to start again, right?
2: Yeah. Oh, I love that shit. That's yeah so my good. daughter
8: loves those, and she's only seven, so I mean they're awesome books, and that's basically what d and d is. I mean, you make a choice, but there's some luck involved too and you know you could roll the dice and do something really stupid and, and get lucky and then somehow pull it off but um it's just like life you, you you make choices there's there's also chance involved, and hopefully things go well for you but yeah, I mean, I'm really excited for for launching soon here. I just gotta get one or two more players, so if you guys know anyone that wants to mint um, twenty 2500 2500 stars. And we're going to give 25,000 stars to whoever mints the next ultra rare. And I think there's four left out of a hundred and
2: uh, let me look here. Four left out of 142. So we're dude, dude, 64% dude, minted. Dude, done some free alpha.
3: So dude, I'm going to go and grab the medium article for you. Uh, right. I'm going to the people in the room quickly. Free Alpha, uh, Ambido, and, and we all know how good he is. His next ambition is to like uh, learn how to do like uh, animation, and I am just so fucking excited, right? Because like he DM me and like we were talking about it, right? And I, he just said to me. He just said to me, well, um, I wonder what characters I've, like, drawn the much. I wonder, like, what I'm most familiar with. I'm wondering, like, what will be the easiest to animate, like, just question mark. And then I'm, like, sending the eyeballs thing. And I'm, like, oh, 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 we're not even, like, speaking to him at the minute. Man, he's been quiet for, like, about three weeks. Nobody wants to DM him and we're, like, leave the kid alone. Imagine rack animations. I'm not shitting you. Imagine the smell. That would be the funniest.
8: Yo, I gotta I gotta send you something. Someone just made fan art of um of our uh group that we play Dungeons and Dragons with. I wanna just it's just the the party that we play with that we stream. Someone actually made us characters uh like a cartoon. I'm just linking it into sure, the
3: animated, yeah. yeah? Probably animated, yeah.
8: No, it's not animated, but they're like a cartoon version of us. So I'm the robot. I have a Warforged uh cleric. And then we have a wizard. We have this other thing that's called like a plague doctor. And then we have a paladin. So if you look at the, the art, that's so cool. Someone just made this for us.
2: Nice. I did uh,
3: DM you that uh, medium okay. link about Thanks, the NFC launch lens. I mean, see, the thing is we did fuck up. I'm going to be honest with you. When we did launch the wheelchair mafia, we did have some beef and that did probably affect us but we were also dropping Finn's song at the same time like and that wasn't a good idea you know being spread too thin but we were very open and honest and we published this article and Shane like retweeted it and he's like there's some good things to learn here this is like Rack FM just being very heartfelt you know about what we did right and what we did wrong you know
2: yeah
8: well I I appreciate you guys letting me come up and talk again but um I gotta Got to go and see my family
3: here, but. Oh, Are yeah. you Gucci, bro? You Gucci. Happy Thanksgiving. All the best yeah. to you, man. You're good. You Gucci soon. Come anytime. You get you get Mike every time. You jump in the room, man. You you're all alright, son? Don't worry.
8: Thanks, man. You're awesome. But uh, yeah, we'll hopefully get to play sometime soon. I'll see you later.
2: I'll get the crew on that. We'll have to get the crew on that somehow. But take care, bro. All right. Much all right. Doing. See you, man. Shout out Poraburo. There was one
3: of the guests of honor on the OmniFlix space uh, the other night, wasn't he? It was nice to hear from uh, Mano as well. Came up, I think it was the first time speaker for Mano. Came up and talked about Maya Protocol. And, uh, oh, that piqued me interest a little bit. Fucking and folk. I was, oh, I was all over that. Uh, anyway, we're going to wrap up because we've been on for fucking hours. We got rugged at first. And then we had to restart. I didn't even send the fucking link to anybody when we restarted. I was like, fuck that. Can't be awesome. Just talk. So, yeah, man. Red-eye before we uh, start to wrap up, bro. We're hitting the three-hour mark. Uh, it's recorded. Anything to say before we uh, close the fucking big show, bro? Um,
0: yeah. I mean, with with Bitcoin breaking previous resistance, uh, ETH breaking previous resistance. Uh, if you got any concentrated liquidity positions, make sure to manage those uh, properly because likelihood that an automated vault manager is not doing it for you super well. Uh. Yeah, just hope everyone has a great day. If uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be a great day for me. Things are a little quiet right now, but uh, thanks for thanks for always doing these spaces, man. I always love being able to wake up and see people already active and getting to join the join these conversations in the morning. Great way to start start the day,
3: dude. It's a fucking mad time to be alive in crypto right now. I mean, I've been around for a while. I've had some really good times. So, I'm like, but when you look at the tech, when you look at, like, Celestia, when you look at people like Shade, you look at Kujira, you look at these fucking char builders. And I'm looking elsewhere on other places. And, honest to God, I just see this strength of building. And it's like, ah, oh, okay, are these the teams that, like, survived the fucking market? Like, IMX, man. Or scooped some IMX up at the bottom. Uh just not know what you did say there, I will say if anyone's gonna need DYDX, just be uh very, very careful about what you're doing there. Uh play the game. Uh a cast,
0: yeah, big unlock coming, don't they?
3: They like do, round. but they've, come and change the rules, right? I mean they change the rules, obviously. Uh so there isn't, oh, I did have add, there, there isn't
6: what what was the change?
3: Well, no. So that right, so basically there's no at the moment, there's no sex that supports the dydx chain, right? Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Okay, like, so, so basically, what they've done instead of having the token unlocks on the arc 20 side, they're unlocking them on the dydx sdk side now because that's what wasn't the original agreement, that's what was changed. But there's no support. So they're probably gonna do the token unlocks while there's no support. So people are like, hmm, what the fuck? Okay, mmm,
2: interesting. So how long before a sex does put support for it? It's gonna be the question, isn't it? Yeah. No. And in the
0: meantime, I think there's only I don't know. I th- I think Osmosis has D- Osmosis has the DYDX token. I know,
3: shade. Yeah, the ERC-20, no, no, the ERC-20, no, 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 the ERC-20, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking the, about the, their, their uh, tokens, tokens that are in the Cosmos. Those ERC-20s are going to get migrated unless... Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. Sell it on
3: six. Yeah, but none of the bridge is only one way. Yeah,
0: so. yeah, yeah, so there's going to be some really interesting arbitrage, like slowly those unmigrated DYDX will just keep going up in price
2: Yeah, uh, well, relative, un-
0: relative to the... To, the, un, or to the, right. ones.
3: the unlocks are not getting launched on the Binance or the centralized exchange side of things but the migrate migrationary bridge is only open one way or is only yep. it is yep. only going to want the, the liquidity over there right it makes perfect sense. So why would you have a two-way bridge oh it doesn't you
0: have- anytime you think about like it's a token migration you don't migrate two ways it's a one-way migration
3: Exactly. And the very fact that they're not going to do the unlocks on ERC20, which, uh, under the initial terms and agreements, I mean, I don't know if DYDX could get like, I'm not saying they would like get sued or a lawsuit, but I mean, are they stepping into some form of like regulatory like grave waters or what?
2: Like, because it was never supposed to be its own chin in relation to the seed investors or whatever, right? Or the round here, whatever. Right?
3: Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: Yeah, yeah. Unless they, I mean, did they go through some sort of governance vote to basically say like, "Hey, we want to migrate and create our own chain." If they did that, then uh, I've got let I, I see less of a problem with it. Um, but then you know you that's assuming governments
3: think, <laughs> recognize the validity of that's on-chain
0: that's... governance. <laughs>
3: I think no, no, I think that was a corporate decision, but that wouldn't be the difference. That the, the governance vote would have to be on: do we issue the tokens on the SDK Cosmos side? Oh, like, okay. to- I see what you're saying. I Go see one. what
0: you're saying.
3: Yeah, that, I have to look into it a little bit more. I uh, I only actually found out about a bit of this about fucking three days ago or something, and I was really busy at the time. I was like work, and then I tried to like take mental notes and shit like that. But and then I tried to catch up on a weekend, which is like tomorrow. But yeah, bro, that was like a weird one. I was like, "All right, okay, this is going to be interesting." But like, I've just got rid of me dydx anyway. Like I say, I put a chunk into fucking IMX and has been an absolute fucking beast. Still continues to be a beast, and all. Holy fuck, my watch. Yeah, so
2: I, I rotated
0: my dydx into into Celestia, and uh, haven't regretted it
3: since. Not bad, bro. Not bad. I was chilling like IMX at fucking what fucking silly money. Like, I think it was fucking 40 cents or something like that. There was a few coins, a few good coins, you know, like uh, injector Protocol, Render. Like, they were just there for the
2: taking, man.
3: There for the fucking taking. Like, on this, like, run-up. Some absolute beauts, man. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up. We've, I've invited a few people. want to come up. He's been enjoying you probably at work. I don't care whether you're in the Fiat mine or you're nursing off your fucking Thanksgiving hangover. Whatever you're doing, we appreciate every fucking last little hair on you. Fucking heads, you motherfuckers, even if you're bald. Anyway, uh, we're going to wrap it up. Thank you very much to Red Eye for being a very good fucking contributor, as always, to the ecosystem. And yeah, man, uh, REC FM's going to continue to do what I fucking keep doing. We'll keep putting on these spaces, but I do want to say a big shout out because tonight does mark, not like a milestone, but like a little mini milestone. Next week will be the milestone. It'll be the first like month we've put on like uh, five of five, you know. At the minute, we're 15 for 15. By that, what do I mean? From the beginning of November, Monday, Monday through to Friday, we've put on like five shows. Uh, Different times, yeah, because I like Omniflix and stuff like that. But we're still going on five shows. We've done the business. We've hit the mark, 15 out of 15. We've got next week to fulfill our fulfillments, the Notional, and uh, Jacob and the crew, we will be doing that. But, yeah, if anyone's thankful or happy to be able to jump into Rack FM at any time during the week, blah, blah, blah. There's no shit talking, whatever's going on, blah, blah. You know what that crack is over here. This is what you're going to find. But yeah, I'm, I'm not going to say notionals put us on you know every night, but they kind of have. That was the agreement. And we're fulfilling it. And I'm very proud of that. So we're going to be ending the show. All right. This has been your host, Robo, the mayor of Rockville. And right about now, you're going to hear Finn on the recorded show, right, on the Spotify one, kicking in with these uh, beautiful fucking raps. Probably added that could be plunder, could be fucking little nightmares. You never know what Finn. But whatever happens, if you put one of these fucking raps at the end of this show, and probably this is where our fucking shut the fuck up. So good night. God bless. Watch what you're doing. Take care of your loved ones. Great watch out for yourself, your mental health, your physical health. Come back anytime you like.
1: it's red down days, got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these out, they probing this rare, Flexing broken nice I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting Nottas and the net And a long day, 11 bowls of chronic Never known the politic, I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds But i doing the morning for my mycological Click the cap, though the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner stacked in non-toxic just to get a better a place smacking on the hostage like the shit is play for keeps clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines. They call it implausible, when model after model keeps on ripping off the coat and going full throttle. beats tearing apart your community, all these low hanging fruits bearing zero liquidity. Got a planet in reach, coming standard to each. I'm on the back, ten star gazing after the siege, commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts and send a messenger east. Y'all better sign a release when I'm bumping these beats. Hands up if I got